don't say All I ask, Brooke, is that you show a little bit of appreciation that I just get 20 minutes to relax when I come home instead of being attacked with questions and nag the whole damn thing. You think that I nag you? That's all you do! Oh, Mr. McFeely left so fast. As soon as we started talking about divorce, I guess that's something he doesn't like to talk about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's Halloween costume this year is a talk of his adopted hometown of West Hollywood. I don't want to give anything away, but bear mating season is now officially extended through the 31st, if you know what I'm saying. Three holes, Matt. Three holes. I don't even get it. <laughs> no, either. This week's show is sponsored by people who can name anything Hillary Clinton has accomplished in public office, other than being a woman in office. So there's no sponsor this week. Can you name anything? Here's what I put to you. I know you're not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Trump. Can you name one thing Hillary's actually done in office, accomplished in office, I'm other gonna, than being a woman in office? I'm going to put myself in the mind of a Hillary yes. fanatic. Yes. She's okay. So she served as Secretary of State, but that was an accomplishment just because she was a woman. Because she was right. But I'm saying, so what did she do as Secretary of yeah, State? Yeah. Like what is an what is like when you on your resume, oh, your nothing. highlights, you put at the top of like your LinkedIn, like nothing. your five. She fucked shit up in Syria somewhat badly um and uh, some arms deals senator you can't point to anything she did as senator as first lady she tried to do the health care thing that didn't work out as senator she voted uh to invade iraq yes. uh, but i wouldn't call that a, a great idea no i mean so here's what when you ask people like what her accomplishments are they just call you a sexist mm-hmm. which is not really an answer by the way i think for most people in washington you can ask you can really have the exact same question and not get much of an answer because not many people accomplish much yeah but to have like you know, Bernie Sanders is kind of floundering for the same shit. But Bernie Sanders was a different position because he never had any authority to do anything. So well, yeah. Sanders had actual conviction. I mean, I don't think Hillary's supporters would say that she really has something she believes in and that she stuck to it. She, you know, wasn't for gay marriage than she was once it was, you know, somewhat more popular. Uh, and on down the line, she she just doesn't have any real beliefs or no. Or, her supporters always point to her personality traits, and then they always point to things that are seem to be completely made up and unsupported by the facts. Yeah. Like how she's hardworking, she's trustworthy, she's honest, she's dedicated, she's all these adjectives which don't seem to apply to her whatsoever. Yeah, like who are these loser bureaucrats that are like, no, 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 she like served for a long time. Yes. And you're like, okay. like <laughs> She's the person at the Great. office who, did a, who, was, who managed to stick around for a long time but didn't get anything done. Yeah, isn't that what we don't like about politicians is that they... Are, do, are unnotable yet remain in office and get elected. By the way, in New York, where she didn't live, just carpet bagging the state. Yes. Uh, oh, because- don't forget, she's a Cubs fan. Also, she likes Mexican food. Oh <laughs> God, I fucking hate her. She went on that. She went on the Universal show, and they asked her like, like really tough questions, like, "What do you do for fun? What do you Bill like to do on Valentine's or shit like that?" That's like, "What's your favorite food?" And she goes, "Honestly, Mexican food." <laughs> like, right. Really, honestly, really, that's your answer on Spanish language. You love Mexican. food? I think she mainly eats like D batteries. I honestly yes, don't she- like. And I'm not trying to. I don't see how it's sexist. I think she might not be a human. 
Uh, I think she is a... Have you seen her face? It's yeah, weird. I don't know how weird. you get your face to hold like that for a long time, like the Joker and the I think fucking they're original her, Batman. They're shooting her up with shit. I don't... You know, I hate all politicians, so I don't hate her that much more than other politicians. I just... I think I, I decided I don't hate her more than most other people that run for her office. She's no worse than Ted Cruz or no. Bush or all these other people. They're she's all hor- the same. She's the same. They're all horrible people. What I don't like about her is the way people that like her support her based on nothing. There's just nothing yeah. there to support her on. I mean, I get. I even get the fact that you hate Trump and you Trump sickens you so much that you want to vote for Hillary. I even understand that as a principle. Mm-hmm. But I, what I don't get is people calling her trustworthy and, and accomplished and then saying that's why she should be... Well, the par- in office, it doesn't make any sense. You can't point. You can't point to anything. Yeah, she's a gross politician. Her and Ted Cruz, same fucking level, same exact thing. Different state, different part of the country, same fucking thing. So that's the part I don't get. Is I just like her. It's like no, you don't. I know you don't no, like her. I just her. know you don't like her. No. So like, stop pretending. If you just want to say, look, I think she's better than Trump. Totally understand. Or if that. you just want a woman stop president, lying. yeah, I agree with you. Stop all the lies, people. It's the lies that really hurt us. Uh, I turned. Out, I tuned out. Here's here's a question I was asking. I'm going to ask this later in the show. Uh, save your answer for now. Is there anyone who ran this year who could have? Well, you were a Bernie Sanders fan. Is there anybody who actually would have gotten anything done as a president of the United States? Or are we like in such a state now, a big business, big government, where it really doesn't even matter who the president is any longer? You want hold, to talk about that later? Hold your answer. Okay. Hold your answer. That, that question's coming later. If you want to, Brian, hold your answer. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you used to be a young black comedian yourself. (laughs) Uh, No one's heard of Byron Allen. Byron Allen is the most under-the-radar, big-shot, black media entertainer person probably in Hollywood right now. I mean, he really... Honestly, the response I get when I ask people about Byron Allen is, "I don't know him. I've never heard him. Oh man, he, he's not a guy from that two AM thing." Well, he's I, not a. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd characterize him as a big shot because he wields no artistic power. It's not like anyone's beating on his door saying, "Like, hey, can I please do comics unleashed?" No, and he like he does he has a lot of money. He does that thing where, well, I'm going to get to that. He does a show, Comics Unleashed, where he invites comics on for free. And then they do like a bit for they get hundred they get one hundred twenty seconds to do a bit. Then he slaps. It's his leg. brutal. He, he slaps sits, his knee a lot. He sits there with a cue card and <laughs> yes. he goes. Uh, so I understand you recently went to the dentist. Yes. And then they do their yes. little bit and he goes. <laughs> and then he's so bad in at terms what he's of saying. He's not. He's not. He's not Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel in terms of segs into your prepared bit. I mean, everyone knows you he know. He does every- no segue. Then no. he just goes. So you're at the racetrack. Yeah, it's real weird. So like the fact he'd even want to host it. So isn't being trapped in an elevator a weird situation? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, it's funny you should mention that. I understand you recently <laughs> bought a tropical fish and had to return it to the pet store. Yeah. Or, or no. No, that didn't happen. Shit. Uh, what, I think what not everybody knows, you know, I know, is that a lot of people do know is that every, everything on late night talk shows is all pre-produced. It's all pre-prepared. Like the shtick that people are going to do, the guests are going to do, the stories, yeah. the an- music anecdotes. The, the art com- is pretending that it is not. The art is pretending it's not. And Kimmel, Fallon, Johnny Carson, all these guys. They were really Leno. They're really good at pretending like they're not setting you up for a story. Yeah, they just they, they have a way of doing it. That's why they're good at that. Uh, Byron Allen, just like you said, would read the cue card and say go. <laughs> like I asked my manager if I could get on Comics Unleashed just yeah. to get a, a credit or whatever, and she was like, "I honestly think you'd be really bad on that show." Yes, uh, you would because it does. You do have a ninety second reaction time, so you have thirty seconds left to get to your bit. <laughs> He's still slapping. He still slap his leg. He's basically the equivalent of the girl, the girl on the morning radio show, the morning radio zoo. 
he just slaps his leg really hard and giggles out loud super hard no matter what you say yeah. and often at the wrong time it's just like it's a it's like the lowest form of comedy but here's Byron Allen so who who is Byron Allen uh, he was a young uh, comedian comedy writer in the 70s and the 80s he was a young phenom then he disappeared for oh 25 25 years came back on late night cable and infomercials late night but it turns out Byron Allen is the biggest richest, wealthiest black ex- black media executive in Hollywood now, uh, thanks to the fact that he started this network called ESN, not to be confused with ESPN, although I think that was the point of it. Uh, ESN, which has these very banal, sort of inane, like generic cable channels like Cars TV. Probably started as, as web content. Just, you know, give well, us... Well, it started as, it was before the web. So it started as TV content, but then he changed the names to, to match the web content. Oh, okay. Like Cars TV, Pets.TV, Vacations.TV, Comedy.TV. So is there programming on this shit 24 hours a day? I assume it's How mostly... Are they filling I assume the time? it's mostly infomercial. I have to guess it's mostly infomercial, which is you just... I mean, infomercial runs on... Maybe on a major on Fox and stuff like that, Fox Sports, because... You know, at the point at which your advertising rates are lower than what you get paid for someone selling weightlifting equipment, mm-hmm. you just sell the weightlifting equipment time, right? Right. And it's pretty low. But ESPN two, three, they all run infomercials during the middle of the day because there's no unless there's sports program, people don't watch it, so they sell fucking you know nonstick fryers because they make a lot more money that way. But he has these channels that nobody apparently watch. And then he found out there's a way to sue all the cable companies under racial discrimination. Because <laughs> it turns out that he is a holy ESN, which he owns. He's the CEO owner board member, everything on ESN. He's the only probably turns the lights out at night. He's black, so that makes ESN a wholly owned black media company, of which I don't think there are any others, because it'd have to be owned by just one guy who happens to be black to be wholly owned black, unless there's like a company of like 40 well, guys. There's all... like guys in Florida that film like backyard brawls and shit and yes, post them on really, yes. YouTube. Yes. And he's but really anyway, opening the door for but them. Anyway, they probably have like, I don't know, a Spanish friend involved somewhere. <laughs> so by being the only owner, he's now the sole owner of a 100% owned black African-American media company. So what he's done is, and I think very smartly, though crassly and cynically, is sued every single major cable company, starting with AT&T, DirecTV, He's suing Charter now, Comcast, Time Warner to say, look, you license $70 billion of content every year from, from all these channel providers, content providers, but $0 from 100% wholly owned black, black networks. Now, I may be the only 100% wholly owned black thing, black network, but now you have to take my channels or I'm suing you for $10 billion. It's very shrewd. I'm sure when you go to his 90-bedroom house, he goes, guess what I did? Yes, <laughs> right? yeah, that's right. Ever heard of, of Pets TV? <laughs> but like, we have the funniest cat show. I think he's in on, on the joke of him being you know a dickhead but whatever i get the money i get well, it I, I think i think this so he sued so charter you know the judges are like the judges the minute the judges you know the the cable companies are behemoth so they don't 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 feel too sorry for them they have huge legal teams right so they're they're trying to go to the judges saying look this is ridiculous he's created a class well, i mean of, we're all going to pay for this eventually oh right? yeah for sure okay yeah he's created a protected class essentially that is himself but it happens to be, you know, the way it works under federal law, which is a minority, 100% minority on well, companies. Well, how many, so under federal law, do they have a a, uh, a list of minorities? Is it only black, white, Hispanic? There's protected classes, so they have to, like the cable companies, you can't discriminate in your purchasing or your contract. Well, like, your what about a Filipino against, guy? Let's put it this way. If you're, if you're Comcast, you better have some black minority-owned, they call minority-owned interest in these companies you're, you're, you're licensing from. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would, be weird if you had, it would be weird if you had 600 channels and not one was from a minority, partially minority-owned business. That would just be weird. And it would look bad and it would come out. It would come out. 
But the whole 100% wholly owned black uh, company seems to be just Byron Allen's company. Yeah. So he's worked his way into this protected class. And if the protected class just happens to be just him, that's the way it works. So AT&T, DirecTV were forced, they settled basically to put on seven of his channels on, on DirecTV. On channel like 968 whatever or whatever. it is, he went from like, oh, I don't know, his mother watching to now he's got like into 40 million homes. And now he's going to get Comcast, Charter. Uh, t- you know, Time Warner, all these places. He's basically in every single home in America with his fucking inane channels. And by the way, so now his network, which was worth like ten million, now becomes worth a billion dollars. So yeah. all, all the power to Byron Allen. Well, what, I, so where? Because I feel like you actually know a lot about this. I don't know who's watching Bones, right? Never met one person who watches Bones. <laughs> I, if you ask me honestly, how many people do you think watch Bones? I would say, like. Like fifty people, like yeah. fifty people. But obviously, the number's it's like higher. ten. It's like ten million. Or but something. is it possible that literally nobody is watching the sh- the shit? So I don't get where how the money is. Okay, so you get a license so when they license your content. You, you settle on a licensing fee. Mm-hmm. So with Kate, with it, networks TV is different. So network TV, Bones, Fox. I think it's on Fox. Fox has to sell the ad space to Toyota or Ford or wherever it is, right, to ad agencies. They're selling primetime slots. And so it could be Bones or any other show. Really, the advertisers don't give a shit that much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, McDonald's needs to get in there. Toyota needs to get in there a certain amount of primetime programming. They got $500 million to spend or whatever. They're going to get in there if it's Bones or any other show. The higher the ratings, the more you get out of it because you're selling advertising based on the ratings. So if you add another million viewers, you get more money, obviously, for that show. That's why they bid so much on the Super Bowl and shit. Mm-hmm. But for cable uh, networks, it is uh, the channels get paid a licensing fee. So ESPN, Disney, all these places, CNN, that license to Comcast, Charter, DirecTV, they get paid basically a fee per subscriber. So they, negoti- they negotiate that. So ESPN is always trying to raise their rates to, you know. That's why you'll see, like, Comcast or Time Warner put that notice on saying, we're no longer carrying this channel, Bravo, or shit like that. Uh-huh. And you're going to lose. And Bravo tell, takes out a website, said you're going to lose. We're not going to be on Direct TV anymore. Tell them they should pay up or whatever, because they're negotiating over like how much per subscriber they should have to pay for Bravo to carry Bravo. Right. So it's a fixed fee. So with Petch TV, Vacation TV, having seven seven channels, he's getting some fee cents per subscriber on Direct TV, which is like thirty million. This people. is something no one requested to subscribe to. No, but you buy because you're buying into the package. It's going to be on the basic package. But aren't we still on like the kind of Adam Locke thing of supply and demand? No, because you don't. You still can't buy individual channels on cable. You're still buying blocks of channels. But That's if no thing. one has demanded it, why? It doesn't matter. Why it was a, spend money on it? It was a legal settlement, so they took it so that, that, to drop the ten billion dollar lawsuit. So right, for them, they're, ba- they're for them. They're basically essentially subsidizing his channels. They're essentially right, right, subsidizing, right, right. even if nobody watches. He's still getting millions of dollars in, in licensing revenue. Right. When he's in every single home, which he will be, his channels will be in every single home that has cable, so every single so home, he's, basically. Yeah, so, you, yeah. Like, like you said, a, he's just being subsidized. He's going to get 150 million viewers times some cents. So if I have, <laughs> every, if every I have uh, AT&T as DirecTV, so if I have DirecTV, I'm paying... Part Some of your amount of money, yes, so that I can have Byron Allen's pet TV, <laughs> yes. so that he can make three hundred million dollars. Yes, exactly. Fucking, and you can't. By the way, you can't opt out. So, I mean, we're going to get to that point when you know that at you some can't, point you can't say no black channels. Uh, no, you can say that. I believe it's a checkbox or no black. I might no just black do channels. that just, just no to cat, prove a fucking no LOL point. cat channels. But what you can, if you looked at your package, it said it only tells you what you get added from the basic when you go up in price. Uh-huh. But the basic carries like I don't know two hundred and fifty five channels. 
And it's in there. <laughs> take yep. a look. Take a look. It's in there. Pets. You have Pets TV. You Is have that the weird music channels in there too? The jazz channel. It's all that shit, dude. It's all in. Now those Fuck. presumably they're making money. They're making money off this. some of those that are pure infomercial channels. They're paying to be on there because they're making the money off the infomercials. Yeah. But it's a whole different splits. If he's in 150 million homes and he's paying, so he's getting 150 million times. I don't know, 10 cents a month. That's fifteen million dollars a month he's getting to his network. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. So to, to not pay, it could be. It pets doesn't matter if anyone. It doesn't or comedians, doesn't, but to not pay anyone hardly anything to provide the content. Yeah, he's either. not paying the pets or the comedians. So it's let's put it this way: it's a lot of money to rake in to have with, with nobody watching. It doesn't matter if anyone watches or not. Now, when he sells the infomercial spa, infomercial time on his on his thing, then yes, he needs more viewers because he makes more money off the infomercial rates. But at the end of the day, it's all it's all profit. Do the providers get a cut of the advertising? They either get a cut of the infomercial sales, or they sell the block for like three hundred bucks. Okay. They sell the block for three hundred bucks a day, or something like that. So, either way, this guy is raking in money. He's now the wealthiest black media person in Hollywood, and no one's ever heard of him. And he did it in a way that a lot of people will see as you know the wrong way to make your make your fortune, kind which like is patent trolling almost. Or something. Yeah, really. But at the end of the day, I file this under hate the player. I mean, I hate the player, hate the game. Don't hate the player. He is really no different than Trump in the sense Trump always talks about bankruptcy laws, how you use them to his benefit. Yeah. He's like, I'd change him if I was in office, but why? I was a businessman. It's my duty to like use all the, all the laws I can to my benefit. Well, fuck yeah, that's Byron it's Allen. It's not as bad as Trump. I mean, there's, there's very little victim involved. Like, we're probably paying an extra 20 cents well, the only victimization involved, I think, is the fact that he's using what was obviously the intent of the law, obviously, was to help black people in media and executives to, you know, in all businesses to get larger ownership stakes where it was all usually white owned. Yeah. So clearly he wasn't in that situation necessarily. Well, why didn't the backyard fighting guys think of this first, man? That <laughs> would have been great. I don't know. Like, yo, it's Tyrone's channel where <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I, I analyze the new shit they're selling at 7 Eleven. Well, taquitos. you know what? If they, could, if they could come up with like $10 million in legal fees to file all this shit, <laughs> they, probably, they probably could get it too. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't with, this wasn't without cost. This took him many years and many, many millions of dollars of legal fees. Right. This took a long way. Now he's hailing it as a victory for black America, I'm which I'm really think sick it is. of America. Yeah, I really am too. How about you want to watch a little Pets TV later? They have cars. <laughs> There's TV, there's vacation TV, comedy TV. I bet you got to I'll, I'll that. bring some wild turkey and a gun. And <laughs> yeah, we'll check that out. Over. All right, bye, Aaron. You're, you're my hero. I mean, this is like a, if we're gonna if we're gonna pass stupid ass laws, then I am not gonna blame anyone who takes advantage of them to their to their, to their own credit. I agree. I just like you said, it's just the backyard guys are fucking. Kicking he probably has a great sense of humor about it, and I bet that he's that he's pretty generous when you go over to his house and he, you know, he'll probably buy you a drink. Yeah, I, I think he's self aware enough to realize that he just pulled one over on people. Yeah. So good for you, Byron Allen. All right, uh, speaking of uh, b- uh, black gay men, <laughs> uh, Jamie Foxx, who I know you once or twice or 20 or 30 times have questioned his uh, heterosexuality, uh, not called him gay, just questioned his heterosexuality, like, hey, are you gay? Um, apparently, Jamie Foxx has been carrying on a down-low relationship with Katie Holmes, who was having a down-low marriage with <laughs> Tom Cruise for 10 years. How do you get to be like, how do you think you get to be the beard, the chick who's the beard in Hollywood? Like, how, do, how does that, like, do you sign up for that? Do people approach you and go, like, you would make a great wife of yeah, a gay man? Yeah, they, they found some chicks that were kind of on the cusp, and they actually, uh, Tom Cruise's people in Scientology approached Kate Bosworth and a few others, and they said no, because, uh, you know, I'm a fairly normal person. But, yeah. you know, Katie Holmes was struggling. I don't know what her background is, but she she took that deal. But you think, it's got to be more than financial, right? There's got to be something in it for them that is, like, also it, it just intrinsic, like, I mean, I don't think she liked being Tom Cruise's wife because that's kind of weird. No one really, really. Well, the, they'll 
give you, they'll throw you a couple parts, or at least you'll get preferential treatment. When I it think comes that's to true, but roles. isn't it also probably women that a aren't really interested in sex for one, like or don't care that their husband's gay? Like you get no companionship out of the deal, obviously. Well, no, she wasn't like oh, I'm going to leave my passionate yoga instructor boyfriend that I've been fucking for the last two years. I mean, so. you, gotta, you basically have to give up sex for seven or eight years. So there's that. It's probably just a broken person who. You know, she maybe even dabbled in Scientology. I mean, how did how did they reach out to her of all the actresses that there are? Well, she says she got out of the Scientology thing, but I think it's it seems like a very lonely. It's not, it seems like a very lonely life to be the beard of a of a sort of a gay. Famous there gay there are hundreds of actresses in this town that are jealous of her. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I kind of am too. If Tom Cruise, if Tom Cruise didn't promise not to touch me, I would have been his wife for seven years. How looked, fucking looked like weird is it that she dated? So she had this contract to break up with Tom Cruise after however many years it was, seven or whatever it was, ten. I don't know. And uh, so then, what's after, my next? After Josh Hartnett put a baby in her. My next move is the Black Tom Cruise, <laughs> Jamie right? Fox. Well, that, I think she's being. I think she's typecast in both her movie roles and her personal life, <laughs> which is like, okay, so, hey, this is what I do. We got to find a. We got to find a romance. We got to find a love interest for J. 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 Fox in real life. Uh, who should we cast? Uh, let's see. Katie. Katie Holmes seems to know the role well. Right. <laughs> That's just kind of her thing. Well, uh, Jamie Fox is probably like ninety percent gay, as opposed to Tom being a hundred. I I could picture Jamie actually. Giving her a courtesy fuck. Like, I think he really? could get it up for a, a woman. I don't think Tom Cruise... Well, in that sense, I don't think Tom Cruise is actually gay. I don't think he has gay sex. I think he's just a self-hating gay guy who just doesn't have sex at all. That's my take on him. He, that's why he's so into Scientology. If he was gay and having, had, like, a boyfriend, I think he would be less into Scientology. No, I don't think he's out fucking trolling for colon anymore. But. I think he's one of those guys that just hate. He's a self-hating gay guy who just probably doesn't have I think sex. he may have done some gay shit to, to uh, secure some of his earlier acting. Wow, yes. Yeah, the one with Shelley Long. You may have heard right. that from a By the way, source. he's moving... Do you see that he's moving into a... So he's moving to the castle, the Scientology castle in London, but he's also moving into a Scientology pad, I think it's in Florida, where it's a Scientology condo building, but his entire floor is going to be a flight simulator. Mm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So so take back your gay comment, dude. dude this is gay dudes be... don't have flight simulator. <laughs> an entire floor dedicated to flight. Nor do they wear leather jackets. Nor leather jackets. I, I imagine think, they're taking off to meet Zeno. See, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He doesn't fucking do it. He's obsessed with working out. He's probably a fucking vegan. He's gonna live to be a hundred. He, he's like five four at least. So he's gonna live to be one hundred and sixty years old. So his shit is gonna get weirder and weirder, and he's gonna be more and more on the cutting edge of science and fucking technology. And he's got billions of dollars. He's doing some weird research, and he's in his gonna start doing lab. crazy yes. fucking genetic, Lex genetic shit. shit. Genetic shit. Yeah. Oh, sure. this is gonna be so fun. He's gonna have a genetics lab at some point. I don't know if I told, I told you a story before. Tom Cruise. I met him after one of these one of his movie premiere parties. And he came into a he came into a bar where the party was. There was two hundred people easily in the, in this place. He walked in like he walked. He had the whole thing mapped out. He's going to walk in the front door, walk out the back door. He's not staying at this place. He's walking the room. He's walking the room to thank everybody. He mm-hmm. literally, there must have been two hundred people. He literally knew every single person's name in the room. He was wearing lifts in his shoes, I believe, because he was taller than he really is. <laughs> but he was face to face with everybody. Shook their hand, thanked them by name. Walked through uh, hundreds of people. Walked through the room and like. Oh, 11 minutes maybe? Walked right out the back door and there was a car waiting to take him away. And he probably had it timed out and he, and he went outside and went 1059. <laughs> yes, it was like Mission Impossible. Wow. But he literally knew, he probably knew the, the names of their babies or their whatever, the spouses or shit like that. He like had memorized the shit. It was like eerie. It's very impressive. It was like super impressive, but in a creepy impressive way. Yeah. Because it was like, no, it was like in a no flaw perfection kind of way. 
And it was weird. And he, you could tell he was just counting the minutes until he got out of the room. It's almost like in Rain Man, they, sh- they yeah. should have switched the roles. Yeah, a little bit. And, and just had him do But it's just, it's just focus. I've, I know people who work with him. He has this weird focus where he can just remember like crazy. He works like 18 hours a day. He has this crazy like, yeah, yeah. memory and shit like that. He, and he really woos people like with his like personal knowledge. Of I respect like professionalism. That. I mean. Yeah. Just not all that genetics is going to do down in the uh, flight simulator lab. But let Dude. me get back. Let me get back to Jamie Foxx and the oh, gay right. and the gay and the gay thing. <laughs> Before you say something nice about Tom Cruise, uh, uh, never never beat his wife. I'm sure of that. Um, <laughs> so here's a question. So. I don't know. I said this before we got on the air. I think half the, at least half the people I know in high school who were in drama, including a drama teacher, uh, probably 70% of the people I knew in college who were in drama, were all the males were all gay. All gay. I mean, really much. There was, the guy who was straight was labeled the straight guy. That's how gay it was. Right. There was always one straight guy. Who it was, was like, dude, you don't even take acting seriously. You're just trying <laughs> to fuck Sarah. Yes, exactly. And he was also like joked about being the one straight guy in drama. Now, somehow, Hollywood gets filled with actors, and they all came from these high schools and college drama programs. So either, the bu- either there's a, a gay de- deprogramming priest on the Greyhound buses to L.A. who's doing a fantastic job, right. or pretty much every single male actor, film actor in Hollywood who is not, who's labeled himself not gay is on the down low and secretly hiding the fact they're gay. Right. How can there be no open in 2016? How can there be no openly A list, even B list, really movie actors who are gay? I don't get that. Right, especially when the the sort of rumor mill. Let's say anyone that just follows popular culture is well aware that at least four of these guys are like real fucking gay. For the you're talking about A list actors, yeah, yeah. So like thirty or forty big time actors. I think it's got to be at least half, right? That are gay. I think it's around half. I mean, obviously Russell Crowe. We, we're gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> throw him on this one, right? No, no. Um, but yeah, of the like, he's too fat. Uh, or or McConaughey, although fuck it. Any, I would, I would, I would take off the list. Anyone who who has allowed themselves to be fat. You know what? I'm now just naming the straight guys. That, yes. I think that kind of proves your point. Yes. <laughs> Any, any guy, any guy who doesn't, who's let himself go is not, is not, is not gay. <laughs> right, right. Anyone who's had plastic surgery and fake hair, probably a good chance they're gay. Uh, but there's a lot. But here's the thing. So I get this like 30, 40 years ago in Hollywood, why they would not come out. And Rock Hudson, I understood why Rock Hudson couldn't be out, even though he gave everybody AIDS. Uh, but that's one of the consequences, by the way. But now Hollywood is basically run by openly gay men. Uh, it's op- employed employs openly gay people, the heads of studios, the lead people at you know all these big places. The town is really run by openly gay people now. It's not like it used to be. Jews mostly. Yeah, openly gay Jewish gay people. <laughs> openly, openly <laughs> Jews and open Jews. Uh, the Jews have always run the town, but now now it's gay Jews. Uh, how is it that we're in 2016 here with so socially progressive environment in Hollywood, the most socially progressive, touting itself as the most socially progressive in the country? And actors are still not openly gay. I don't know, because there's a real self-righteousness thing. You'll hear a lot of talk sort of disseminating from Hollywood about respecting the, the gay cause and and uh, all this stuff. But, you know, Harvey Milk, who's probably the, the gay Martin Luther King for good reason, you know, that's a guy who got who's a martyr, basically. Yes. He was killed for... A real martyr. He actually died. He actually was shot. He was shot, yeah, not, and was not reincarnated as... Not like as, a Twitter a, martyr. As Zenu. Uh, not like a social media <laughs> martyr, like... No, he died. Yeah, he actually was shot. He died. Yeah. Um, you know, he said the, the best thing you can do as, as, a, as a gay person is to come out because, you know, that's just what leads to acceptance. Um, I, think it's, I think it's unquestionably. I mean, as a straight person judging the gay cause, 
I think it's unquestioned. We talked about this before. Like, how do you, how do you, minority groups get ahead? They don't get ahead by whining and complaining and all this stuff like that. They get ahead by being visible and like becoming part of people's families and friend circles and social circles yeah. and workplace. And everyone going like, "Ah, oh, you're fine by me." And but, when he said that, that was a long time ago. Now, yeah, it's forty years. If ago. you come out, like if Jamie Foxx comes out, it's like, yeah, okay, well. Uh, that's, uh, we saw that one coming. There, there, would really, single, there would not be a single scandal article. It could only help your career, honestly. Uh, I think, well, first of all, it doesn't matter. At this point, for guys like Jamie Foxx or Tom Cruise or John Travolta, just to randomly name people who may or may not be gay, uh, it, it doesn't matter. They all have $300 million in the bank, and they all get whatever roles they want, and they all have a lot of power in Hollywood. So for them, it doesn't matter at all financially. I do think there still would be a stigma to like a gay action hero. And maybe they, maybe there's someone who passes them on a roll or things like that. But again, that's you know maybe there's a small price to pay for coming out. But again, nothing compared to the huge advances you make for your own cause, right? So yeah, right. you lose ten percent of your roles. You're not going to get kicked out of Hollywood. Maybe you lose a role you were hoping for. I mean, I think it would depend on the. I think maybe a guy who was maybe you haven't heard from him in a while, kind of a Travolta in Pulp Fiction type of thing, where if. If uh, fucking, I'm trying to think of a good, good example, but Tobey Maguire, I don't know, I haven't seen that guy in a movie recently. If he came out as gay, I, I think Tobey Maguire would, would certainly benefit from being gay. In, yeah, because uh, he just divorced his wife, and we all assume he's gay anyhow. That was a <laughs> shitty example. I don't even know <laughs> no. who the fuck that is. Was that the guy in the horse movie? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he's one of the guys, 125 but, uh, so, yeah, even if, even if, like, uh, Tyler Perry if came you were out. playing the role of a guy who's definitely not gay, then yeah, I could see that hurting you a little bit. I, I mean, I did, there's probably still some residual thing about like when they cast, they cast for a whole bunch of marketing reasons, and even it's not even really discrimination, hateful discrimination per se, just discrimination based on like I don't know, is his gayness going to hurt the box office? That's all people care about is money. Yeah. Uh, so I can see that it's a small impact, but nothing like you said compared to some of the names we mentioned who may or may not be gay coming out, all coming out and saying they're gay. Well, it's just like, that would be enormous. It's like you know they pretend to be so into this gay cause, it's all fucking posturing. You know, it's it's the same thing as saying uh, as as Al Gore or Leonardo DiCaprio saying from their private jet, like, "Hey, man, that's not cool that you threw that bottle of water into the trash can. <laughs> yes. It should go in the recycling." It's like, <laughs> "Fuck you, you fucking self righteous dickbag." Yeah. So you're saying nobody, these guys can't talk about uh, gay liberation, gay rights until they actually come out themselves. Exactly. I'm with that. I'm with I'm, that as well. I'm, I've never sucked a guy's cock, and I'm fucking way on board with it. So. Um, I mean, for you to sort of, I just, it's just, it's not even being in the closet because that I get the, the sort of shame thing. And, and I totally get that if you can't come out because of your circumstances. These guys have every advantage, meaning they, it's would be the easy, for them, it would be the, oh, yeah, like the when, easiest people for to come out. Like when, Ellen, when they described Ellen Page as being brave for coming out as a lesbian yeah. at an LGBT rally, <laughs> <laughs> like, like in Santa Barbara, like, yes. That's that's really brave to come out to a thousand people screaming and cheering you yeah. on and begging you to come out. That's the bravest moment ever. That's not exactly like a, an oil an oil oil Derek out of the, <laughs> out of the Atlantic, you know, with like a hundred hundred straight. I want, dudes. I want to have a podcast where we kind of do like like NFL over unders, yes. you know, for the week. But but we just take the top fifty actors and then we we solidify whether or not they're gay, and that's the final word. Yeah. Well, I think 50% is still... I'm going with 50% still because I, I just don't... I remember high school. I remember college, vaguely. And I just remember they were all gay. And they all went off to whatever they went to, Broadway or Hollywood or wherever they went to, community theater. 
that was a, just all the gay guys, and they're still in Hollywood. They're just on the down. Well, are all the t- A-list actors trained actors? I feel like some of them just kind of moved to L.A. and fucked an executive. No, I think they're all drama students at some no. point. No, you're that's you've been watch, watching movies. You tell me, Jason Statham was taking a fucking one hundred and one. Yeah, in in London. <laughs> I bet he's a, I bet he's a drama major from. Uh, yeah, speaking of gay guys, I'm oh, sorry, uh, not him particularly, but it could be. And don't forget to visit us last minute podcast at Rocco's in Studio City. Beer, pizza, iced teas for the temperance movement people. Come to Rockers in Studio City, watch the show, watch sports game, get a little high. <laughs> All right, let me ask you. We have an email from Mort. Mort's a great uh, Swedish name. I like the name Mort. Uh, short for Morton. Morton Mort? I didn't know that was Swedish. Yeah. Well, there you go. Learn, look, stay on the show. You learn something. Uh, with news of Selena Gomez in rehab and Demi Lovato cracking up again, I think she's back to cutting or she's, she's having sex with Wilmer Valderrama. And John Mayer, by the way, which is worse than cutting yourself. Yeah. She's now been spotted. Uh, Does that count as lesbian sex? Or? <laughs> I don't know. She's now been spotted. Like, once you're spotted with John Mayer, there's something wrong with you. That's just like a mental health alert. That's just like, Can I tell you a quick John Mayer story? Yeah, please. Is this not, this is not going to cause you to go back and you're thinking about saying you've never sucked a dick before, is it? <laughs> <laughs> just checking in. Just check a, it in. A girl who's a friend of mine <laughs> went to a, a John Mayer show and went backstage because she's hot, right? So she said hi to John Mayer, and then he whispered into her ear, show me that butthole, and then she just left. Really? Yep. That's like a Trump. That's a Trump thing. Uh, slightly weirder, but I guess more harmless. Trump would have offered money, though, after the first rejection. <laughs> show like me the butthole. That could work. It must, strange request. But that's one of, that falls under the category. That is a strange request. But that falls That's under, a guy just... Do, making a point that he can say whatever yes, he wants. Yes, I would say that falls under your <laughs> like Trump discussion of the fact that you only say this shit because it's worked before. If it hasn't worked the last ten times, then you're John Mayer. That's you're going to stop. But it's probably worked the last nine out of ten times. Right. He's probably seen a lot of butthole. <laughs> He's probably seen. Yeah. But here's so anytime you see a, a female, I would just say show me your vagina, and then maybe I'll catch the butthole. Yeah, I don't. I don't like calling out parts. Calling out parts seems to be a little crass, even if you know you're going to get some. It's weird. It's yeah. It's just. It's just. It's like it's going it's to Doctor Giggles. See. Yeah. It's like it's like it's going a weird to reference. Denny's and asking to go look in the kitchen. I don't know. I just want to like. Yeah. I want to get in there. You're backstage. Might have a quick fuck. But just I don't like really... we we're saying, the art is is to pretend that you that it's all on the spot, right? That seems cooler. That does seem the cooler way to go. But John Mayer, if if you're a woman, seeing it's always Cater Perry or whoever else it is, seen with John out with John Mayer. It's because you're coming off a bad breakup and you're cutting yourself. There's some bad shit going on. Because like, I think Mayer's fucking him. Oh, he, for sure he is. No, yeah. he's, he's, not, he's not asking girls to see their butthole just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not doing it as a prank. Uh, he's actually getting in there. Uh, so Demi Lovato, when she's having those, she's had those problems where she had eating disorders and drinking and Selena Gomez and all these kid actors. They're all fucking like, look like rape victims because they probably were. They're all either in prison on drugs or... Fucking like, trying to get trying to get heroin down on Skid Row. It's almost like arrested, like literally their developments arrested because they're all like four nine. You know, yes, they're all really short and kind of pudgy. They have very infantile looking faces. Yeah, like maybe their parents slipped a little hormones into their. Fucking it's possible. Well, there's that weird keeping a little younger. Looking. There's that weird psychological thing where like kids who get molested like kind of stay the age at which they were molested. Yeah, like they stop and they have, even a lot of the girls have high pitched voices and like they're. Vocal cords don't really develop and stuff like that. Yeah, like their actually body, their body chemistry just stunted like at age eleven or twelve. Yeah, their entire lives. I might be making it up, but I think I read that in the American no, I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. So that's possible. These girls. I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, uh, Mort uh, wants to know about. 
I mean, basically, 100% of these kid actors end up completely fucked up. A few make it through good enough to write a book about how fucked up they were and how they made it through. Mm-hmm. But it was Macaulay Culkin. You can name every single kid. They all, like, they all look like they were raped victims who started drinking. There are dresses. some that you don't associate with being child actors, though, that seem normal, like Jason Bateman, right. for example. Who started acting when they were like five or six. But it's, it's, I would say it's probably rare. Yeah, I think it's rare. And I probably, probably went through a 10 or 15 year period when he just did rehab and you didn't, remember, didn't know about it. Right. Amanda Bynes lighting her dogs on fire. There's a lot of it's just, just, if you live in L.A., you got to watch out. There's a lot of fucking crazy, half, half crazy, drugged out of their mind, poor child actors driving around in beamers. It's just kind of dangerous. So Morgan wants to know, isn't it time? At what point are we going to evolve a society where we're just going to fucking start arresting stage parents for pushing their, their kids, boys being raped like the, the Corys, boys and girls in this shit when they're six, seven, eight years old, starving them, making them try and look pretty to adults, all that kind of shit, put them in the Disney Channel stuff. Would you know, if, would you, when you put your kids into an industry... By the way, take them out of school. Don't let them go to school. Put them in this shit to make money for, by the way, yourself, because they can't, they can't collect any of the money. <laughs> At what point does that become a crime when you know that your kid is... You're basically selling your kid into prostitution, essentially. Yeah, I mean, you're a shitty parent, but isn't this kind of a, a don't-hate-the-player, hate-the-game type of thing? I mean... No, you can't... Now you, first of all, I used that already earlier in the show. Yeah, I know. So I sort of ripped it off. You can't use that no, again. No, this is a case of, like, so why don't we take a look at the system? Like, yeah, you got these poor fucking loser, weirdo, psycho parents, you know. The, they're always going to exist. I mean, you know, we could eradicate it with some... It, it's like the illegal immigration thing. It's like, oh, man, these fucking dirty Mexicans. You know, you could stamp that out if you really wanted to very easily just by Wait, holding you saying dirty Mexicans was that, Again, was that a character when you said dirty Mexicans? Yeah, it was okay. a character. <laughs> okay. It's just it if, slipped in so easily. I just if you wanted to, uh, like my grandpa. you know, change it, don't... Don't uh, point a finger at the people that are just desperate, you know, and stupid, probably. But I, I don't. Sorry, I, I'm talking yeah, about the said, stage. Yeah, but you said when we talked about player, don't hate the player, hate the game earlier. You, you also admitted there was no real victim there. Yeah, Here there clearly seems to be a victim. Well, no, I hate the player yes. for sure in this scenario. <laughs> but I'm saying the game is is fucked up. Oh, you got to take that saying back. Then. <laughs> just take the whole. The game is fucked up. They need so they need kids. They, they need they need children in the industry to be on TV, be in movies to be Radio Disney, whatever the fuck they need. They need kids to be in the Mickey Mouse Club. They have to have kids to program for other kids. Yeah. So what you're saying is somebody has to provide these children. Well, what, you got a questionnaire. Can we get Hungarian children or like think little about the Ethiopian th- <laughs> kids to be in these shows? Think about what you got to, if you got an uh, eight-year-old and you said, well, I want to take this kid out of school. They'd be like, well, here's this huge questionnaire and a bunch of forms you got to fill out. And I'm sure, I've never had children, but I'm sure there's like the system involved with a lot of shit, which, which is going against society norms. I, they no, don't it actually have, turns out not that complicated. Really? Yeah, not that complicated at all. So you got to sign a legal form that, res, that relieves the school district of any responsibility. If you want to get your kid a gun, if you don't want to vaccinate them, I'm saying you got to jump through a few hoops. There's a few hoops. You yes. don't got to do that with, with uh, b- making them a child actor. You just start taking them to shady fucking casting studios in Van Nuys. Right. And to Luca Lake. And then you, and then you, uh, you, you pretend to hire them a tutor because they have to have a certain number of hours of tutoring per day. So you hire some some guy who claims to be. I've claims, seen them on set. Yes. they sit around eating Skittles. Yes, there's nothing. There's nothing going on there because the parents don't. If the parents really cared about their education, they wouldn't pull them out of school. Because really, the last thing you do when you care about education is pull your kid out of school. Well, I think at that point they're like the doctorates out the window here. Right? Yes, they don't care. The online. I like when the Karda- the Kardashian daughter celebrated her high school graduation, but it was it was an online high school from Santa Barbara. Okay, oh, where she felt like and she like wrote like and they were like graduate wore like it, the theme was graduation. Cap- 
caps and shit like that. I'm like, no, look, you can't have it both ways. Well, you know, if you're, going to, if you're going to a fake high school diploma from an online online place that serves actors, you can't then celebrate a graduation party. You can't I have agree. Both ways. I agree, and and I think there's a misconception that. Uh, this is like a high success rate. It's like, well, there's not that many people doing it. So, you know, you pull your kids out, at least no. they make a couple million. Then, you know, later on. No, it's the same as adult acting. Most of them get burned out by the time they're fucking eight. But then you're a fucking eight-year-old loser. Most of them are getting either no parts, very cheap parts, shit like that. I don't know if you ever go to, like, the Toluca Lake Burbank area of Anaheim, sometimes where they're casting this shit. And all the casting offices are for kids. If you go to, like, a Starbucks or someplace near there. They're always, like, prepping for their casting and shit like that. And they're just these, like, eight-year-old girls, typically an eight-year-old girl, nine-year-old girl, screaming at her parents about how they're shitty managers and how they're not getting her good roles and nothing's happening in her career. And this is, like, a three-foot-tall, like, eight-year-old girl. (laughs) It's the most insane, like... Creepy ass. Dude, there needs to be more seen. regulation involved in this, especially from an industry that fancies itself so fucking progressive. Like, I went to an audition recently, and and I, I was playing a, a young, a three year old's uh, a father, and, and I said, so in this scene, you you guys sort of argue and then you wrestle, and so I was wrestling the girl, and I'm not a creep, so it's fine, but I'm like. You're letting your kid wrestle <laughs> a dude that you don't know who probably done it with five other guys. Guarantee you one of them's a fucking creep. I would have felt very weird about that part, by I the did, way. too. But yes. what was I going to do? Take a stand right now? I don't know. I wouldn't mention it on the air. That's the first thing I do. I'd hide and sweep that one under the rug as fast as I could. <laughs> That's, I hope that comes out, by the way, so I get footage of you. I'd love no, to this is the ultimate example of, like I said, I wouldn't talk about it if I... I'm cutting, that, I'm, cutting that, I'm cutting that scene to porn music. Come on. It is weird. Yeah, you have your, so you have your three-year-old kid either like getting kissed by actors and scenes or like, you know, just like running around their pajamas or doing some weird shit. That alone is weird. Just to have them in a in a familial like sort of setting that's not their actual home and like doing shit with and people, weird people don't realize how big sets are yeah. and and how you can just easily sort of get lost and it's a big business and how big a creeps that crew guys are. Yes, right. Oh, I love what they like. Not to mention the execs. There's uh, John and Kate plus eight, like with the eight kids. They had the camera. They talk about how like the the cameraman would come only from nine to six, like. And the kids would really look forward to the cameraman being there, following him around. Right. <laughs> and when they would go, they would cry. I'm like, well, yeah, how sad is it that the, the, the dude who just, like, the ex-felon who's running the camera in your four-year-old daughter's room, she loves him more than you. <laughs> she actually looks forward to the camera coming back. That's probably when they get fed. They're like a little fucking pup seals, right? <laughs> like, yeah. that's the only time. It's like when the Red Cross would visit the prison camps in World War II. That's when they got all the good supplies. Yeah. The new blankets. Because they're so, always, they got so much gear. He's got cargo pockets. <laughs> yes. Stuff with fruit by the Yeah, just give you fucking Hershey's candy bars and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> of course they want the cameraman to come back because the other nine hours a day you were fucking yelling and beating the kids. Uh, it's a fucking... If we read about like somewhere in the Eastern eastern block where like Greece where they're sell, someone was selling their four-year-old daughter into some fucking weird-ass circus show where she was being touched by funneled by men, we would go like, oh, man, fucking... That Slovakia is so fucked up yeah, and backwards. Yeah, we would judge that. Yeah. But it happens here every single day in Los Angeles. Every single day, multiple times a day. And the parents get no repercussions whatsoever. In fact, they get to collect the money from the kids. Yeah, and it sucks, and I get shit that sucks, but like, I, I just hate when people are dicks. I, I, I don't, I, I get that. I hate when people are fucking blase about being dicks, and that's what Hollywood is on this issue. Yeah, basically. So I, I'm agreeing with more. I think it's, you know, it's like Napster. Just find one parent and lock them up. Just come down really hard on one parent. Like I said, the record industry that's did this. a good they, idea. They were just like, there were like 80 million people stealing music, and they found like one girl in Minnesota who was 20 at college, and just, 
put her in jail for like a million years and sued her for $80 million. Yeah, I like that. We won't pick on Nickelodeon, the shit that's fairly innocent, Disney. No, no, no. We're going with like dance moms. We're just yes. going to swoop in like fucking ice, yes. you know, and just nab a few you Yeah, fuckers. your six-year-old's in skin-tight clothes and she's spending three hours alone with a guy. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. I'm going to go off the parent of the, the daughter who let, let him wrestle with you, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to follow up. I can do like a documentary right. series where I follow up with that I'm girl. Off the hook. I'm that fine. poor girl. That poor girl someday is going to be 30 and like not able to have sex with her husband and is going to go to a psychiatrist and be hypnotized. And it's going to come out that she had to wrestle against some strange Ophi man when she was three. I had like some, some horrible, horrible reservations about memory. it, but, uh, you know. It's know. weird. I would have, uh, I would have asked, I would check my contract to see how much I'm being paid again. I remember people like working on a set where a girl didn't want to come out and revealing lingerie. And I kind of like went like, yeah, I kind of get that. If I were you, I would have stayed in the trailer and said, I'm not coming out and wrestling the three-year-old girl. Well, if I was in the trailer, that means I would have had the job already, and I probably would have done that. Oh, this is just casting? You were just wrestling a girl for casting? Yeah. Oh, dude. They couldn't use a puppet? Really? They couldn't use a puppet? make ends meet, bro. (laughs) It's a sag thing, by the way. Screen Actors Guild. Where are you at? I'm getting so sad right now. I'm a member. I think Matt should go to jail. That's what I think comes out of this. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. We're doing a segment now called Man Rules in honor of the awesome uh, Lex Jurgen written, uh, supplied by Matt in his boxer shorts book, Man Rules. Great book. I think you should check it out. Uh, I, got, I tell you right away, my publicist uh, says it's hilarious with three exclamation points. And if you can't trust the publicist, who can, who can you trust? Uh, the book is on sale, Man Rules, on Amazon, also on CreateSpace, which don't be fooled, also, also is owned by Amazon, just like every other book outlet in our country. They are creating different names, but they're different prices. By the way, the book is already for sale at 30 cents off uh, used by somebody. So how does someone buy a book uh, for a certain price on Amazon and then sell it How's there a business in selling it for thirty cents less? The sad thing is that was an th- that was an ebook. <laughs> probably, probably you might be right. Uh, Amazon seems pretty screwy to me, but get man rules. It is, it is fucking hilarious. It is. I'm saying for the. Would you say that every single person knows a guy, a millennial, who needs that book? Either someone, either a loser, they're dating someone, in their family, a nephew, a brother, someone who needs that book just to learn how to be a man again. Yeah, I would just give it to your shittiest friends. It's a stocking stuffer for your, your shittiest your buddy friend. that that is considering, that that asks you like if the sketch of the tattoo that he's getting, yes. if, if that looks alright to you. Any guy you know who takes selfies or owns a selfie stick, uh, wears ironic hats, I would say. Anyone who can't uh, change a tire. <laughs> Any guy bragging about the straight razor shave that he just received yes. at the... Uh, yes, how oh, he only likes vinyl, listens to music on vinyl. And it's, and, it's, and it's really, which would be fine, except it's really shitty music on vinyl. That's the guy for Man Calls Rules. Bacon Pancetta. <laughs> oh, I hate those fucking people. By the way, do you know you cannot get pancetta in this country legally? It's actually not pancetta, what they call pancetta. Oh. Because pancetta is a uncooked, cured pork. It's a pig. You can buy it in Europe, but you cannot get that legally in the U.S. So when they call it pancetta, it's not really pancetta. I think pancetta. I just fell asleep while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you get man rules available on Amazon. <laughs> so here's a man rule we're doing, that We're doing a man rule. One of the things discussed in the book is Halloween costumes for guys. It's Halloween coming up. Halloween is always very tricky for men because men don't, by their very nature, like to dress up in costumes. <laughs> they don't like to wear makeup. They don't like to put on outfits, things like that. But every Halloween now, since it has been taken over by adults from away from children some years ago, I'm not sure when that happened. <laughs> like somewhere, like it used to be the kid in the sheet over his head, right? I don't remember my dad no. wearing anything. Actually. No, they would walk. They would they would obligatory walk you around for like half an hour, look at their watch, trick or treat, and say, "Look, this has to stop soon. I'm tired." Yeah. Or they'd send you on your own when you're like, "I'm five. You're like, fuck it, go on yourself. I'm not walking anymore." 
Yeah, they're gonna go walk around. Like, we get some alone drinking time tonight. Yes, it was kids. Yeah, they bring the flask. It was the kids in in, uh, in cheats as ghosts. It was uh, the kid who was a hobo, which was you had dirt rubbed on your face. You had a fake cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and the thing over your shoulder. Uh, and that was uh, maybe a cowboy. Maybe someone threw in a cowboy if they got really adventurous. Yeah, the uh, yeah, but it was not adult. There was not adult parties raging for three weeks before Halloween <laughs> costume parties as there are now. Like at some point, just like fuck the kids. I think it's. I think I actually have when people started having kids. Older. None of us were impregnated, uh, conceived by by a guy um, wearing a, <laughs> a skeleton a, a thing that he paid money for. No, uh, or they, went, they did an hour of makeup before the before their Halloween party. Yeah, uh, I believe it actually is probably related to the shift in demographics and the fact that now, like, so twenty somethings used to be parents and they had kids and they did a cute little Halloween thing for their baby. Now, like, 20-somethings and early 30-somethings don't have kids, so they're just going to Halloween parties themselves. Right. And so they're dressing up. But what, do you, what is your take on Halloween? I know you're dressing up for Halloween again this year. Uh, you don't have children, <laughs> so you're kind of forced to. I mean, you really have to, don't you? If you get invited to a Halloween party, which basically everyone does nowadays because there's like people have 11 Halloween it's parties. It's like your birthday week now. It's like... It's uh, like your birthday week. It's like Christmas. It's like... It's become a party... It's like spring break, basically. It's basically just spring break in the fall. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, do, do guys have to dress up? I hate dressing. Do guys have to wear a costume to Halloween parties? Yes. Unfortunately, you do because you'll, you'll simply... When you're like, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't do it, yes. ev- everyone thinks you're a fucking dickbag because they're, you're acknowledging how much of dickbags they are for, for going yes. through the effort. Yes. So the, you're, not, you're, not, you're not exactly Kaepernick taking a knee. <laughs> you're just like... You don't, you're not standing for anything other than the fact that like Halloween shouldn't be a bunch of adults dressing up. We get that, but we're all, Hall- we're all adults dressed up here. Yeah, you're proving a point to... To people who really like it, yeah. So it's it is kind of an asshole move. You're like the, the, the non-drinking person who goes around and tells everyone not to drink at the party. Yeah. So the trick is is to uh, find some shit that you already have, right? You don't want to have the best costume. This is one no. of the rare scenarios where you want to just fly right under the radar. You don't, you don't want to look like you tried really hard, for sure. Not at all. But you can't have nothing. And no. and when you do the loophole, when which you think will be hilarious when you're 20, which is uh, I, I don't know, you you. Uh, carry a balloon and say like you're a grape or I, I did that once it, me and my friend bought a 40 cent sack of balloons and then we taped a few of them and, and everyone's just like fuck you guys um, that's awesome by the way. you just want to find something you already have so if you own a cowboy hat already or if you own uh, any sort of prop specialty item you just take that and then if you're at the right aid so what I'm doing for example is I happen to have a uh, hospital gown uh, right, which I just hap- happen to have at my house, so I'm just going I'll to tell you. I tell you, lure the three year olds in for wrestling matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so hospital, you got a hospital gown. So, so I'm going to take. The, I probably should have never told that. <laughs> no, no way, you should. Uh, so, so I'm going to have the hospital gown. Then I'm going to put some some uh, blood, so it looks like I made an effort. Yes. Some fake blood yep. on my wrist yep. with a bandage. Yeah, and that is now a costume. Yes, and I don't have fucking face paint on so when you show up trying to get laid and everyone goes is that fucking mad or is that <laughs> this other guy that also can- you don't want to have the costume where people have to ask you what you are right you don't want that question like who are you well I don't get it what are you supposed to be oh that's the worst people yes. are like I'm going to go as uh, the Woody Allen character from Bananas I'm yes. like what the fuck are you talking or, about or Brian Brian's going as the, one of the characters from a movie nobody saw <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nobody saw it was seen by like 11 people like the, head, the guy who runs Rotten Tomatoes would know who he was. 
<laughs> that's that's oh, Harry Knowles is at the party, dude. He'll know who you are. Are you Ben Affleck from The Accountant yes. or the the genius Matt Damon? Movie? You're that guy from the Slovakian movie about abortion, right? You were the second doctor in the room. <laughs> just, you don't want to you don't want to be so obscure, and at the same time, you don't want to go Trump. You don't want to go Trump mask because there'll be like 75 Trumps, right? You don't want to have the conversation. What you want to do is, this is mostly for single guys, but if you have a girlfriend too, or just if you want to do anything and have a decent time, you don't you don't want to talk about costumes because everyone's done that already. It's yes. not fun. So no. everyone just sizes you up. You're like a gang member. You know, they go, all right, you passed yes. initiation. Yes. Now can we get on with uh, talking about... Your costume about- is basically your entry pass. Yeah. It allows you to... It, it, it's it's your, your stamp on your hand that allows you in. Yeah. And then you move straight to the liquor and just start drinking. Exactly. Right? That's, what about what about a couple costumes? And what chicks about- are fucking horny that night. They're, so. Well, they're horny. They're drunk. Uh, so not legally allowed to have sex with them. You should get that app. You should get the I've been violated <laughs> app. Uh, it really is a time you're not supposed to do that. What about guys who... Uh, the girls have come up with couples costume ideas. I'm going huge thumbs down. Yes, I think I agree. if your girlfriend or, or wife suggests it... Especially wife, because at that point, if you're doing it to get laid that night, then I, I get sacrificing your integrity to a fairly high degree. But if you, if it's, if you've been with you're a chick, like a third date or something, yeah, I can right. see that. I can see that for sure. But you know, you're talking about the chick you've been with. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, you can be cave woman all you want. I'm not going caveman. Just not doing it. I don't give a I'm not going for a theme. I don't want a full theme here. I'm not going with four people as a theme. And she's getting fucked by some other caveman later. <laughs> yeah, you're not, even, you're not even the best caveman at the party. It's all, Halloween is just fraught. Anytime guys have to dress up for anything, including costumes, it's just fraught with peril. So I agree with you. Middle ground, man rules always says go for the middle ground. Mm-hmm. That's shit you hate. Right. <laughs> but you have to do. Just you want to blend. Just blend as much as possible. Get uh, you know, get to that liquor. Get to the liquor place where the liquor is. Yeah. Have a few drinks, and then try to find the, the naughty nurse who's just you know, way wasted. Absolutely, that's in Halloween. All right, there's your Halloween man rule. I think it's on a, a kind of rape culture, but <laughs> why? Why not? We're all having fun. What isn't these days? <laughs> really, honestly, rape culture. I've decided is anything masculine. I believe it's like all of Italy. <laughs> rape culture. Yeah. Well, it's all about every single country, but it's actually any t- anything a man. Did even in the best interest of somebody else before 1995 is now considered rape culture. Like, sir, sir, what was it? Who was the guy? Uh, sir Walter Raleigh put down the, the cape for Queen Elizabeth, like in, in whatever it was in the 1600s, so yeah. she wouldn't have to step in a puddle. Rape, rape, total rape, total, culture. total rape. You know what? I, when I think of rape culture, I just thought of this, but. So there's culture and there's kind of like high society. Yeah. So they're like pretentious rape culture guys. Like, well, I would never uh, <laughs> roofie a woman. However, a rape culture person. I might, like, uh, uh, like that bad uh, Tom Cruise movie where they're all wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't like when people are wearing masks to sex parties. It really bothers me. No way to go. All right, uh, Matt, let me ask you. Kim Kardashian, you, you, you're obsessed with Kim Kardashian. You own all her Not stuff. Really. You play her game, her video game, <laughs> Hollywood whatever the hell it's called, that she's made like $8 billion off of. So Kim Kardashian, they did a profile in 60 Minutes because 60 Minutes apparently wants people to watch them again. So they're now doing Kim Kardashian reality star stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only so many stories about Syrian shit you can do when people are tuning out before they're going to want a little Kim Kardashian story on their news. Yeah. So, I mean... 60-year-old dude interviewing Kim Kardashian who calls himself a journalist. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I watched, I, for the first time in about 10 years, I watched the late local news. And they're running YouTube clips. They're running YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. They're doing stories. About, I didn't realize this. They're doing stories about, like, crazy shit that was on YouTube, like viral videos on YouTube. 
Yeah. Like, and then they'll later on go to like something that happened in the city with like tax policy. And they're like, tweet us and tell us what you think yes. about the fucking squirrel on skis. And then yes. that's another segment. Is yeah, reading. I'm like, I like the squirrel on skis, but I'm not tuning in the news for that. I got, I got a million other places for that. I don't need six. I don't need six Kim Kardashian in sixty minutes. I can find Kim Kardashian. Well, elsewhere. I would do that if I like was personally paying for the production budget out of my oh, yeah. own pocket. Hell yeah! But I there's was. like, there's like dozens of people that work there. It seems like it seems like there used to be like CBS News or NBC News or somebody would say like, "Look, we don't make money off news, but it's a service we provide," and that all went that all went away a long time ago. Now it has to make money. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. The LA Times, the local newspapers, used to cover do election coverage for free for years, for decades and decades. They covered local candidates and races and stuff like that for free. And then about 10, 15 years ago, when the internet came along and their revenues went down for print, they then asked candidates to put up money to be covered in their paper. So you had to buy advertorial, basically, to be covered, your proposition and your candidate, whatever There's the hell nothing, it was. nothing that could go wrong with that system, <laughs> no. is there? But basically, anyone who wasn't a major political figure at that point couldn't afford their few grand to pay to get their thing in there, so they're just not covered anymore. Right. Uh, that's bus- business. Business is business. Speaking of business, Kim Kardashian makes, oh, I don't know, more than Byron Allen, probably. Uh, in the piece you wrote about her, she mentioned that what Kim Kardashian is selling is... The fact that people <laughs> like me and can relate to me, right? Yes. She's selling herself. Yeah. And here's the thing. So you think that makes, that makes America dumb, right? But it may, it may be, and you may be right, <laughs> that she has so many millions of followers and dedicated, not just light followers, dedicated followers. But my theory, here's my theory on the internet and social media, digital media, is that America is just as dumb, the world is just as dumb as it always was. We always had the same percentage of stupid idiots who'd follow along and just do bandwagon shit. But now we know who they are. Isn't that because they're all saying, like, oh, Kim, tweet me back. Oh, Kim, I love your bracelet. Oh, Kim, whatever the fuck. Oh, tell us you're not breaking up with so-and-so or tell us about this. They're off a girl who made her bones doing porn, basically. Right. Uh, aren't they? We have the same. Isn't it better well, They now? called it a sex tape. A sex tape. To which I would say, well, you know when Sasha Gray takes two dicks up her ass yes. at the same time? That's a sex tape. Celebrity sex tape, of course. Yeah. By the way, they, use, they do now call all porn celebrity sex tapes because it sells a lot better. Yeah. So if you have it, all the sales. Isn't knowing, isn't the fact, is, first of all, aren't I right that we're not dumber than we used to be? But isn't it a good thing that we now know who the idiots are? We can actually see they're exposing themselves. Where before, you just, if it was a random chick, you go like, I don't know, is she dumb or not dumb? Now I know. Now I can go to her social media accounts and I know exactly how dumb she is. Yeah, I think that you're right on this. It's like when I was a kid, my, my mom would watch uh, uh, Kathy Gif, uh, the t- with Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee and uh, uh, Regis? Regis or? and Kathy Lee. Regis and Kathy Lee. So if there was like a 1-800 number that you could say, call this and you can maybe talk to Kathy Lee. Or you can leave a, a voicemail <laughs> yes. and maybe she'll listen to it. I feel like my mom would have been doing that all uh, all, <laughs> essentially all day, which yes. is the equivalent of tweeting out. Uh, there's just no record of it, right? Uh, yeah, no, I think people did or they bought shit on infomercials or they just read World Star, whatever Star Magazine, the tabloids, the newspaper going about flying saucers or taking away Regis or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. They read that shit and, and believed it or just had to get the copies of that stuff or they read all those dumb magazines. Dumb people have always done dumb things, but we didn't know about it so profoundly before because they weren't like exposing themselves. I think the great part about social media and Facebook accounts and all this stuff is like, I really very clearly now know who I know that's just a fucking d- dumbass. <laughs> I, like, I know who's a narcissist now. 
I know who is into, into idiotic things. I know politically where people stand. You're talking about people you know personally? Well, just friends of friends. It was social, I mean, your social circle online is friends of friends of friends of friends of friends. It gets pretty big. Yeah. And just random people. Like when someone's applying for a job, I can look them up now. And I know exactly what they think about a million things. And are they, do they seem to be smart about things or reasonable? Do they seem like idiots? Do they tweet stupid shit that's grammatically incorrect? Now I know that shit. And I think I feel better about that. I can sort of divide. And even among people I know, my social circle, I now know exactly where people stand politically. Not that I'm going to shun people necessarily, but I like to know that. I know where they stand on fruit salad they had for lunch, if they love their fruit salad. <laughs> They're posting pictures of it. I know all the dumb shit they do. I, and the smart. And by the way, the accomplishments of smart shit as well. I think just you can judge ever. them just by the volume too. Let's say you're you're indifferent yeah, I know who's to the content. I know who's unemployed. I know who has a lot like of free you have time. time to post memes. <laughs> I know why. I know who loves cats and who loves dogs, which tells me a lot about people now. Uh, I know who loves their kids. So I don't know. I feel like I know. On the flip side, the good stuff too. I feel like social media. And like knowing, I like to know. So I want to know if someone I'm looking at somebody for potential, not for maybe not for a date now, but to hire to do this or do a project. I can now see. Oh, you've been following Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, and re- and replying to the tweets and retweeting them for four years now. I now know a lot about you you're that I didn't garbage, know before. Right. Yes, you're 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 a nice lady, but I'm not hiring you to fucking do shit. I agree. So, it, it is. It does seem to be a good service. I mean, in terms of the the harm it could cause society, I guess the question would be, are there people who are on the cusp of sort of descending into idiocy and these people just encourage them? But you would have done that anyway. There's always stuff out there to grab. Oh, we always had mob mentality, I think. There was always, like, people on Black Friday at Thanksgiving crushing each other at stores. (laughs) It's just now we got YouTube videos, right? Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, those are awesome to watch. I love watching that shit. They get crushed. I like seeing people crushed to death on Black Friday, actually. I feel like that's our purge day. I feel like that's way weirder than me auditioning for a movie with a... <laughs> so you're, not, you're not getting around on that one. I got a weird... The Zika baby is a weird thing. That's close <laughs> much closer to my Zika baby obsession. Uh, but I would not wrestle with a minor. Uh, like a hot 17-year-old, I'd be on the fence. But a three-year-old now, I just like... Even like uh, AJ Delorio on the Gawker trial when they asked him... Would you post Hulk Hogan having sex? Would you post a three-year-old girl having sex? And he was like, he was indifferent to the answer. Right. That's when you can't be indifferent on. You got to no, go, fuck no. Been, first of all, there was Kiss. If Kiss came out right now, I'd hate everyone that fucking liked Kiss because their music was garbage and, and it's just a retarded Well, if gimmick. they were 12, I would be okay with it. But if they were 30, yeah, I can agree right. with you. Oh, I, yeah, of course. If they were adults. Um, there was a pet rock before my time. People bought this. No, people always, people did stupid shit, but you didn't, like I said, you didn't know, like, imagine, well, like, knowing. If you saw a pet rock sitting in someone's house, you'd have to do sort of the same thing, right? Like, imagine you went to high school with, like, I don't know, high school, my high school had, like, 1,600 people. Yours, Alaska, so I imagine had, like, 11. Yeah. Uh, that was the second biggest high school in Alaska. Uh, it was one of the more popular. But imagine, you didn't know, like, so you, when I was, my high school, I knew, like, a bunch of people, but I didn't know. 80% of the people I didn't know in high school. Yeah. Imagine you could look them up and just learn a shitload about them in, in like three minutes. Not just girls you're interested because in, you're going to look there first. But guys you guys maybe you're on teams with or whatever people in your class or whatever it was. Or in, in college, you can look the same thing up. You can learn a lot about people now really easily. Through this. Anyone so I think it's that a good thing. says something that they really think, you're like, alcoholic, right? Yes. Yeah. At 2 in the morning. Any, any Trump, like Trump like 2 in the morning, tweeting angry <laughs> tweets at 2 in the morning. I don't drink. Uh, yeah, but I, so for me, I want to know the list. I want a full download uh, ASCII text file of all the 60 million followers of Kim Kardashian. First of all, if there ever is a calling of the herd, that's where we're going first. Agreed. That's where we said, like, the fucking Mossad agents start sniping people out. But second of all, I, I, as someone, I, I, 
do this for like hiring when I hire people. I always look at their fucking social media accounts. Always. And you learn a lot about people that way. Now, for some jobs, you don't give a shit. But anything that's really is a responsibility. And they're like fucking trying to get Kim to retweet them or talking about how fucking beautiful her handbag is or I love your, your follow your kids. what if they're just doing it for their own uh, to further themselves? If they're like, well, I'm trying to start this business and if nah, she retweets you can tell, it, yeah, then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, Pete Townsend saying he was looking at child porn for, re- for research. <laughs> I'm, not buying, I'm not buying that shit. If you've, if you've sent 37 tweets off to, to the Kardashian family talking about how much you love their kids, you're fucking creepy. I'm like, you're not going anywhere with me. But dude, aren't there... Ca- like, So if you were to look at my Facebook page, for example, I, I follow... And I'm, I'm friends with the chick um, in Florida that got her butthole tattooed. Um, I don't know if you remember this. This is a few no, years ago. No, I don't. Ago. I don't. Uh, it, she got her butthole tattooed. You, first of all, you can't, by definition, tattoo a hole. Uh, well, I don't know if we want to get into whole discussion. I told you where the tapeworms come from. Where the, the, the <laughs> ringworms come from. Sort of the outer area. What she, she ta- what she tattoo on there? Uh, she initially, well, since I'm friends with her, she initially had a guy's name tattooed around her. Uh, but asshole. how is that? Other than the fact that John Mayer might see it, how is how is how is that a how is that a story? Well, I don't uh, because she was super fucked up, and it just made the rounds of like, hey, look at this stupid Florida trash person getting. Oh, she took a photo of it. Oh, yeah, the she, photo no, went she got viral. a video. Yeah, uh, okay. it went viral on Huffington Post and YouTube and shit like that. The actual tattooing process. Yeah, you could oh, see fuck. her face while she was getting tattooed, and then it blurred out her uh, her asshole. I would click on ass tattoo, by so the way. So I'm friends with her on Facebook because I'm like, I want to know what this person does on a day-to-day basis. But you, so I hope I wouldn't be judged based on something like that. Uh, it's just case study. I think if you, I think a girlfriend might judge you based on who your Facebook friends were. I'm sure, but I don't think an employer would look that. I don't think someone would look that deep, like who your friend, who your friends with necessarily. But if you're riding like awesome butthole. <laughs> Tat me next, sweetheart. That might that might come back to haunt you, right? Okay. I, think, like I, said, I don't know if people can run for president someday because all this shit. This would be like a download dump of their social media. So yes, you have people like Hillary Clinton who would make sure they never said anything for forty years on social media. Right. But most people are going to have shit out there. I think like, my theory on all this shit is anything you did, did before you were twenty one, forgiven, just forgiven. Once you're like twenty two and older, that shit all comes out. Like we're not like. When you, when you download all this shit on people like 20 years from now, you should not be allowed to download anything that they did it with for their 21. 22 and up, but they're, they're responsible for. If you're writing fucking creepy-ass shit after that, that's, that's, that's on you. All right, Kim Kardashian. I don't even remember the point of this whole story other than I don't think people are dumber than they used to be. I think Kim Kardashian, whatever she represented 30 or 40 years ago, always existed, and now she's just the latest version of that, and good for her for taking dumb people's money. Because honestly, dumb people don't deserve to, don't deserve to have money. Well, I think she's one of them. It's just that her mom, she happened to live in Los Angeles and kind of have some showbiz connections. I, oh, her I mom's a brain. Her I mom's wouldn't necessarily give her credit because I'm, I'm not sure she even understands what is happening. Yeah, but, she's but a I dumb. get what you're saying. Yeah, I would watch her tattoo in her ass. By the way, it's kind of a good thing. Uh, all right, Kim, sixty minutes, big big, big props. Why don't watch sixty minutes before or ever? Not not in the future. Matt, let me ask you, in your Matt Hayes segment this week, I know every week you rile yourself up to a fit of froth of anger. Uh, sometimes you have to go wrestle young girls to release the energy. Uh, I like two more. I got two more in me. <laughs> uh, what your Matt Hayes hat segment is this week, Matt Hayes, is, uh, and you've mentioned this many times before, so it's not just this week. You wrote about Kesha. Kesha sued Dr. Luke, trying to get out of a record contract. She claimed he drugged and raped her. And then there was not a single piece of evidence to, 
to prove to prove that. In fact, there was evidence to prove by her own words that it was, didn't happen. It was her casually stating that it didn't happen under yeah, oath. Yeah, her so. stating casually under oath didn't happen. So very clearly, you can say that there was no evidence. It was probably seems like it was a lie or made up to get out of her contract. That was found false. The case went away. Now there's stories about Kesha, how she now says Dr. Luke did all. Oh, he may not have raped me, I guess, but he did all these other things like called me fat and ruined my music, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is true either. Uh, also, the Derek Rose accused this week. Derek Rose got off in the civil case 100%. The woman, it seems, was just gold, was a pure gold-digging attempt to get money out of him, saying he raped her when he and his buddies very consensually came over and had sex with her at 3 in the morning. Yep. Uh, one of your pet peeves, Matt, I know, is the fact that women can accuse men of rape and, and or sexual assault. And when they're disproved, they're shown to be either liars or completely disproved. There's absolutely no repercussions in whatsoever. Remember when you were a kid and um, you go to some laundromat or uh, liquor store, even even the Safeway or, or, or whatever, you know, and they would post all the people that wrote bad checks. Yes. They, they would tack them up on the wall. Yes. I remember as a child going to the liquor store. <laughs> that. It was always a 7-Eleven. It was always a convenience store, right? Right, right. Uh, and I feel like this is really, you know, the reason that it's hard to... Um, but by the way, just interrupting Matt Hayes' thing for me. Did you always feel like maybe you shouldn't be taking personal checks from people buying cigarettes? <laughs> they're, buying, they're buying a bottle of booze and cigarettes. Here's a check for $13. Right. What are the odds this could be a bad check? Yeah, and, and now that that uh, pack of cigarettes just cost you $48 yes. because of the Here's my uh, overdraft uh, fee. Yeah, good point. I don't, I don't know what it was like to not even be able to get cash. Like I get not having cash. That was a large portion of my life. But now that you got the ATM card... Um, I don't. So now, they can, now they don't take checks anymore, right? Um, so Matt, hey, back to the back to the false. If you, so you think? I mean, you you think those people suffer some consequences? Their face on the wall. Yeah. So the reason that the cops don't really uh, pursue the false rape accusation is if there's a gray area, then it's like, ah, oh, we can't really pin him, but we think he did it. But now you know we can't let him go after this girl who who just sort of um, you know was not able to convict, who lost the case, but you know. Uh, we there can't, are legitimate uh, cases where they're found not guilty, but there's a lot of shit, bad shit they want. We can't on. have that, but there's got to be some repercussion for filing a clearly bogus case and trying to ruin a guy's life. And if you won, the guy might be in jail, by the way. Yeah, he'd be a registered sex offender in jail for 20 years. So, or you're suing him for $20 million or whatever. If a jury says, wow, this woman's clearly a liar. You just get to go on and do another New York Times fucking puff piece after <laughs> yeah. that? No one asked where Taylor Swift's two hundred fifty grand went for her for her legal fund. I mean, what the fuck is that? You got to be held accountable if 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 we want to all be equal. And I, I mean, this is a, this seems to be the one, and this seems to be, if I may jump on your hate, this seems to be the one area specifically where basically filing false accusations, there's no repercussions for it. No, it just encourages dumb cons to continue to to. Uh, participate in this kind of behavior. In fact, Kesha, not as only no one saying, oh, wow, that's really fucked up that you lied about this. They're like, wow, yeah, they're, they're just keep going. We're, yes. we're even more on board now. <laughs> now that you lied, like, what else, what other lies you got? Go, <laughs> fucking girl power. There is. It's like, once you build that, once you build that, it's weird how this cult of thing works. It's a cult thing. It's a cult of thinking works. Once you build up the fact that Kesha was wronged by a guy, a music producer, which, by the way, Seems like something that could happen, right? So it's, it's, yeah. you set it in this in this landscape of like wicked, evil record producer because they mostly are, and innocent girl who comes to town trying to get a record deal because that happens a lot. They do take advantage, and then once you once you buy into that sort of mythology, 
then it doesn't matter if like her rape case is thrown out for lack of evidence or the fact she's contradicting herself. Then you're like, she is still always the victim. He is still always the accused. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Now she can say anything and there's no repercussions whatsoever. No one even checks the facts. There's no intellectually honest discussion about what took place. Right, because in the in that New York Times article, his um, spokesperson responded and said, "Well, this is wrong for this and this and this reason." But did they reach out to him first? Like, could no. he get a fucking spread saying, "Like, hey, here's my life. Yeah, this fucking stupid kind accused me of raping her. I never did." Right. Uh, well, he is so he so all you can really do is sue, which he's doing. But would he be? Did they contact him to be involved no. in the article? No. At because point, they're be- believing in this false fucking narrative. The most exaggerated example of this now is, is, Perpetuating. Trump, is Trump, obviously, because Trump, you know, the media hates Trump, some for valid reasons, some for invalid reasons, they just don't want to see him be president. So Trump obviously has been a whatever womanizer, says stupid shit like grabbing pussy and stuff like that. But now any woman who comes forward and says he, even a, a anal, anal porn, an award-winning anal porn star says he propositioned me, uh, comes forward and gets like a big media attention, and it fits into the... So, narrative, right? This is the narrative they want. So, yeah. you know, so probably like of the 50 accusations of Trump, probably 20 are true and 30 are not true, but they're all treated equally by journalists. Right. There's no differentiation. It, it, Kesha's rape case is like, it'll only be mentioned now. It's like Kesha once sued Dr. Luke for uh, drugging and, and raping her. Right. It will not be mentioned that like. And then your stupid chick friend is like, I heard that guy's a rapist. Yes. Like, or, oh, Kesha, she was raped. Poor girl. There will never be a thing like, although she was proven in court to be completely without unfounded, without evidence, and the case was dropped, and she was sued later on, for, and then Dr. Luke won $5 million from her to prove that you know, she lied about the entire thing. And with a picture, by the way, of her with the cum splash on her belly and, and the internet. Uh, that never comes about. So there is really, I mean, that old cliche thing about where do I go to get my reputation back? That really, there is nowhere to go to get rip it. That's, go- it's squ- that's gone. It's completely gone. Well, he could probably secure a, a 60 Minutes interview to set the record straight, but... No, oh, no, I don't think... You think so? I don't know. I no, don't first know. of all, they're doing Kim Kardashian's story, so they're kind, of, they're kind of busy. I just feel like he... Well, I don't know him, either of them, obviously, but I feel like he doesn't maybe understand that, because he's like, well, look, you know, we'll let the court do the talking. They called her a liar, but you're right. It's never going to clear his name. I don't even feel like the Rolling Stone article at, at the University of Virginia. I don't think that got a retraction, obviously. And that was perhaps the biggest, uh, in the last several years, highest profile case of a made-up, completely made-up rape case Yeah, that was found to be made up with no journalistic integrity whatsoever. In fact, there were just fabrications throughout. And I don't think that, I mean, other than the fact the kids are all suing Rolling Stone for shit, tons of money. And, this, and, and everyone involved in the story, I don't think that got any press that it deserved. I mean, that was kind of compared to the compared to the compared to how much press it got when the story came out. It's a retract. It's always that famous thing: the story, big story on page one, the rape case on page one, retraction page forty-seven. Right? Yeah. That's basically what it is. And this is really the one sexual assault is really the one thing area where that really is most profound. That difference is most profound because I think people, even people that may not be feminist, rape culture obsessed. Journalists are, would be scared to write a Dr. Luke piece about how he was innocent and Kesha was falsely accusing. And this is a big problem in Hollywood that there's a bunch of people, a bunch of women trying to use false rape accusations to get ahead. Right. You'll never see that article in any major publication ever. No, yeah, just, I let's mean... Start, let's start a major publication, just to <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. There's got to be some way uh, just to say, I mean, Emma Sulkowitz, uh, all these people who are just... who, By the way, 
that would be the ma- mattress girl from Columbia. The mattress girl who was just found to be lying, and then no one ever said, "Oh, by the way, those ten articles we wrote." Uh, yeah, she was lying that whole time. No yes. one ever did that. <laughs> yes. Um, remember, remember when I was a senator of New York and I came out in favor of mattress girl and said this other guy should be kicked out of school, his life ruined. Uh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can we? Is, is there? There's got to be some public shaming involved, and I think it would just start with saying, "Look, if if you file an egregiously false." accusation against a guy not that there's a gray area but this is a case where you clearly were lying then you gotta fucking stand trial for fucking perjury and go to fucking jail would you put the Derek Rose accuser that yes absolutely I kind of don't because I think first of all what you're saying is is subjective I think the the problem with what you're saying is somewhat subjective like to prove they're intentionally lying you'd have to have a case evidence against they were intentionally lying I think the fact that, like, say, for instance, she had Derek Rose and his two buddies banging her, like, 3 a.m. in their apartment. Yeah. That is probably enough evidence to, like, say, like, there's it's a gray area. Yeah, I, I agree. That might be a bit great. But you also have her texting saying, I want to take advantage of a rich guy. Yeah. So and he could that, sue her. By the way, he could sue her that she's broke because she doesn't have his rape money. So there's <laughs> not, much to, not much to go after. But she, he could ruin her life. I would. I would totally bleed her dry. Yeah, he probably could ruin her life in the next three or four years. You're right. That to. one might be a bit gray. But how about the Silkowitz one? Something like that, which is just cut and dry. Or, or the Rolling Stone one. Those people... Those, fucking liars should be held accountable yeah they really did they fired somebody there it's a girl the girl's probably she's working again somewhere by the way the journalist she got another job somewhere of course uh of course she did uh what about we just put their put their uh, faces up at 7-eleven with the, with the like next to the bad check people i don't know can we just do false, like uh, bad checks false rape accusations how much is programming on pets.tv can we just <laughs> pick up a block for 30 bucks and just show their fucking headshots you can probably do false rape rape accusations tv that's still i think that's still probably available i, I agree with you on this matt hay segment i, I I hate to say it, but it's like, you know, if, if 20% of the cases, I mean, they're always like, so here, this is another pendulum swung, swinging thing. So 50, 60 years ago, a woman who got raped had fucking everything working against her, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's the exact, now a guy accused of rape has everything working against him. It's just, I don't know why the pendulum has to swing so far in either direction. Whenever we correct a, pro- a problem with society, we always have to go pendulum swing in the other opposite direction well, it's and, screw, the, and screw other people. The people involved who were fighting for for the equal rights or equal opportunity on this, they didn't just stop and go, okay, that seems fair. They went, no, now we're going to really fuck them. Yes. Right? It's yes. the same thing with Israel and Palestine and uh, all this other shit. You know, you see the pattern develop. You can't just say... Uh, Hey, all right. Now, now we're good. No, it's got to be the vindictiveness. Yeah, it's like you mentioned too with women's rights. Like we can't say we got pretty much everything we wanted. Yeah, we got to say we just begun. Yeah, here's twenty more things. We, here's twenty more things we're going to need now. By the way, we're using all the men's rooms. We're taking the men's rooms away. It's a from nasty you. part of human nature. <laughs> it really is. Nobody stopped. Napoleon could not stop. Man, you cannot stop when you're fucking Napoleon. You can't stop. You got to keep going on until fucking someone crushes you back. That's just the way it goes. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you used to eat at Subway sandwiches because of their like dollar foot long sandwich deal. <laughs> By the way, how can you make a foot long sub sandwich with all the things they show in the commercial for like four ninety nine? It's just not possible. It's over there, luscious turkey, cured Italian prima, pre, premio ham, you know, fresh garden vegetables. Two ninety nine. I would <laughs> like, think just the lettuce would cost like a dollar. Yeah. I mean, you're not growing it in the store. I know they're not shopping at Whole Foods because you're right. Lettuce costs about $27 a head at Whole Foods. Somehow they're doing all that, make, paying the person making it, whether or not be from, they're legally there or not in the U.S., and they're making a profit to pay for the store, and Subway is doing like billions of dollars of profits, and they're still selling the sandwich for like four bucks. 
That always scares me. I always wonder how, where that profit margin is. And yeah. it has to be in the sandwich you're eating. You got to wonder, yeah. So where even, even before Jared, uh, the Subway spokesman started fondling little kids on video. Uh, or Actually, technically, he didn't do that. He only watched that be, uh, being done. Uh, I didn't eat at Subway any longer because I just, I just felt like, you know, if you're paying one cent for turkey, I just not eating, I'm just not eating the turkey. <laughs> Well, so see, I, don't know where you're, I don't know where you're getting turkey for one set of pound, but I'm not eating it. I, I, I was just trying to support a friend who was trying to lose 100 pounds of pure fat, and so I figured that um, that eating at Subway would would be the... Uh, sorry, yeah, that, just, that joke didn't land. I no, I thought you were being real. <laughs> I would not tell someone trying to lose weight to eat at Subway. The fact that, uh, the fact that Jerry did... It could have been anything, he could have eaten anywhere for whatever, twice a day. He could have eaten at any single restaurant and not ordered the fucking thing with carbs in it. And he would have lost hundred. He would have lost all that weight. Yeah, I mean, he literally, he literally could have had like a fucking hundred percent fat cheeseburger without the bun twice a day every day and lost hundred pounds. Yeah, and it would have been a lot better. He would have been, and maybe he would have raped different kids. <laughs> so, Jared's ex-wife. By the way, Jared had two ex-wives. I don't know if you knew this. No, I didn't. He was married. Uh, he was from from Indiana. A nice Jewish boy from Indiana. Uh, by the way, I don't trust if you, Jewish boys in the end. Don't trust them. It's just, uh, there's no reason for Jewish people to be. Tell me there's no reason for Jewish people to be in Indiana in the first place. <laughs> that's just wrong. He was running a porn. He was running porn videos out of college. That's how he's making money. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he had like a porn video store, yeah, like a like a off the book or one. like a yeah yeah smart. So not a dumb guy. Uh, he was married to a woman who uh, later divorced him very early on, which is a very odd thing to do for women when a guy's just getting get big money. So just assume she knew something. Yeah. Uh, the second wife came along. She married him in the midst. This is after, apparently, the underground allegations started coming out about him and, and little kids. Girl, he, to be fair to Jared, he only touched, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah. He liked to see five-year-olds, but he only touched 15-year-olds. He oh, little, he, he, he liked the young kids? Well, he, watched it. He, had, he was in possession of all the young kid tapes, but he was only... Accused per- physically of actually being with like six, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I bet you that he wasn't actually into the toddlers and shit. I bet you he was just into the. Yeah, it's just sort of like you're, once you're in the gang, once you're in the pedophile gang, you can't control what everyone's doing. If, well, Mush, Mush, are, if Mushface wants the little kids, the little kids shit's coming both through. Both are both are gross, but I, I would think that when you're one is much less gross than the other, while still being gross. But I think once you're in that club, you're in the club, and you yeah, can't control. It's for like, sure, you can't control everything. <laughs> If Fred's, if Fred's going out with fucking toddler porn, you're just kind of screwed. He's just one of your members. That's just the way it goes. Uh, so, so push comes up. Jared's in jail. He's all, by the way, Jared's suing, uh, very, Jared's suing the parents of one of the kids that he gave settlement money to that was in the uh, porn videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's saying, well, I don't want to get into it. He's saying the parents were to blame for the daughter's mental hardships now, not himself. Uh, pretty shrewd, Jared. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yes. But he almost as fucked up. His ex-wife, and by ex-wife I mean she divorced him about a week after she found out that he was being about to be arrested for child porn. Still lives in his house. I'm I sure. believe she does. Uh, is suing Subway because she claims that they knew that he was a pedo- he was a pedophile, uh, and they didn't inform her, and therefore she went along being his wife and let the kids be in commercials and in herself and her image in commercials as a happy Jared family, not knowing what Subway knew, which was the fact that her husband was a fucking pretty high grade. Peter Rash, pedophile video collector. So who has a cozier relationship with Jared right. Fogle? Right. Uh, the Subway Corporation. It's not a corporation. The Subway Company or or uh, his wife. Yeah, this is a weird. This is a weird thing because you and I have discussed these like Penn State, all these other fucking child rape cases before, and the wife is always like acting like she doesn't know what the hell's going on. And I think you and I both universally agree the wife always knows what the fuck's going on. How that's one thing I know not? about. There's one thing I know about marriages, especially not maybe a one-day marriage, but multi-year marriages. 
The wife always knows what the husband's up to. Always. Yes. There's yeah. just nobody. Wife. First of all, women are much smarter than men. Wives are very nosy. I don't know if wives, I agree with that. Well, they're very smart about relationships. They dig a lot. Women dig a lot. They yeah. actually like a guy could go. The guy could go for for many years living with a woman, and not know shit about her. But a woman knows a, a lot. A guy about would be doing shit and thinking he's pulling it off like a fucking moron, and the the woman knows every single time what he's doing. Yeah. So there's a, I forget which comedian is, uh, but I hear his bit about like. How the, the husband goes, uh, he, he goes golfing with his buddy, and he gets home, and his wife, he spends all day, eight hours golfing with his buddy. His wife asks him how he's doing after the divorce, and the buddy's like, he got divorced? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we were talking about club, golf clubs. <laughs> like, this, women are much more, they dig a lot. They dig, I mean, they, women don't just marry some guy. They learn a lot about that guy, and they dig into his shit. So the fact that a wife would not know their husband is fucking having sex with underage girls and collecting child porn and all that stuff is very beyond the pale. Yeah. But let's say she did. Then it goes to Subway saying Subway should have known. And by the way, just for the record, it appears Subway did, did kind of know that Fogel was propositioning uh, teenage underage girls at a lot of these events. Yes, yeah, someone, someone at Subway knew, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like Subway knew, but they're also like, you know, Jared's, I mean, Jared's doing well. Jared's doing well, well see, for us. I would almost look at this, though, because... So compare it to the Sandusky thing, right? So it's like, so we caught Sandusky raping children in the locker room. Okay, clearly, clearly, yes. you gotta go to the top with that one, yeah. right? I heard scream. I only heard the screams. Okay, so you're a bad person if <laughs> yes. you don't if you don't report that and then follow up on it multiple times. Yes, uh, or confront him about it to his face, even. Um, but when when you know, it's like, well, there's some 16 year old chick who may may or may not have been a prostitute, and I kind of heard him ask her. It's like, ah, well, did he know if she was 16 or 18? I don't like. I feel like I that's see, a I gray see area. Saying, I can see them easily saying that's none of our business, right? As long as he doesn't do shit, that's none of our business. Although the forward thinking, if she was five, then I would think, yeah, yes. now we have to f- take this to the top. But I if just she feel was like th- that's if she was three, you'd wrestle her. Kind of a, <laughs> oh boy, I got one left. All right, listen. So no, but I agree. But, but the forward thinking executive at this company might go like, okay, look, he's proposition when he goes out to like Vegas for our conventions, or goes out to whatever Indiana for the Jared Foundation shit, and he's propositioning teenage girls. That could potentially get us in trouble. Maybe we should either talk to him about that and say, cut that shit out. I can see them not firing him. Well, if him. you're a prostitute, I'm just, I, is he walking up to a chick who's with their mom and dad and being like, hey, would you mind? I've detained- I think he liked younger, like young teenage looking girls. But there girls. are prostitutes who specialize in sort of looking younger. They got The subway apparently got a report on three different occasions from people who were at these events saying, better keep your eye on Jared. He seems like young, he seems like young girls. So, which, by the way, if he's like, depending on his job, he might be like, okay, he likes high school girls or whatever. That's creepy and weird, but you know. But by the way, his job is kind of to go to all these to visit schools. <laughs> so one of his jobs is to visit schools on behalf of Subway. Right. So maybe that's not the best. If he's going to prisons, maybe that's okay. But going to schools is maybe not the best place for a guy who likes underage girls as a job. I mean, there, there's a lot of let's put it this oh. way: there's a lot of blame to go around. Okay, well then, yeah, I think that you have to uh, question. But who's going to lose their job? I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, Jared, they, I mean, like he was a force. He was a huge force for Subway in terms of their restaurant sales. I mean, he did a tremendous job for them in terms of their building their brand out. Um, so he was a valuable, he was a very valuable piece to them. In fact, they only stopped using him when he asked, started asking for a shitload more money. Why is that, though? Because he, he was very unfortunate looking and creepy looking, and he, he kind of looked like a child molester. 
And, because, uh, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you exactly why he like did. Really bad shape. He just he, because America is so hugely overweight <laughs> that the aspirational goal of so many people is to lose weight uh-huh. that they just immediately identified with him. It's just like that's just like any other. You watch show, watch show Biggest Loser. You heard of the show Biggest Loser? Yeah. Like why? Why would you identify with those people? Just millions of people do. Just instantly become fall in love with those people, and they just love them. They have a kinship with but them. But because there's a lot of guys that have lost. Uh, a significant amount of weight, but if he was like, uh, I don't know, if he just the came, the if he came out of story. losing the weight looking like McConaughey, so you're saying that would be too lofty a goal. It's like, oh, we, yes. we kind of we're aiming yes. for a four. Yes, and he got then he got married, and then he had like a okay. real life and kids and stuff like oh, that. So it's the narrative. Okay, it's a whole right. narrative. And, and by the way, he did this while eating these tasty, delicious processed sandwiches. Right. So it was a good thing. But do wives? So here's a question: Do wives really deserve ever to sue? Their husband's employers for not informing them, their wife, that their husband was a pedophile? No, I think this might be a first. And I think if I was Subway, first of all, I, I know I just want it to go away. Yes. I don't understand her motivation because it's like, okay, so n- remind us again how your husband was a pedophile. Yes. Uh, but if I was Subway, I think it'd be like, well, clearly you knew first, so maybe we should sue you yes. for not informing us. Um, I, I don't get the motivation outside of just pure greed, and she, she's obviously gross. I mean, she married Jared Fogel. Yeah, um, she was the second. She was the second wife, and she did all the events with him and stuff like that. Here's my point: if I was on the jury, the one thing, if I was on the jury, I give her the money under one caveat. I just gave her subway money just to go away, under one caveat. Because in, in, in the in the interview she did, when she talked about the lawsuit, she said the most important thing to her is that the truth come out. Which, by the way, everyone says in lawsuits, and I never believe to be that. That's completely just a thing you have to say when you sue someone for $10 million. Right. Is that the truth is more important than the money. But they always sue for a lot of money anyhow. <laughs> but she said she, it's really important for her ki- that, she, that her kids know the truth about her father, about their father, Jared. And I was thinking to myself, fuck no. This is exactly the case where you need to lie to your children. Yeah. They're, three, they're not like 15 and 20. They're like 3 and 5 or something like that. Take the money I'm awarding you now from Subway because they can afford it. Move to Costa Rica, change your last name, buy a nice beach house, teach a kid Spanish, and tell them their dad, by the way, his name is not Fogel, your dad died fighting ISIS. He <laughs> saved a lot of people fighting ISIS. He's a hero. Yeah. Put a vague picture of him on the wall somewhere. You talk don't of, want him to know this. You truth. don't want the fucking kids to know their dad fucking was a pedophile. He's in jail or whatever. I'm not giving you money to repeat that story to your kids. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to win any parallel year awards, but I'm fucking no not to tell my, raise my kids to know their dad not was a pedophile. Not to mention, it's already bad enough. If you were to go through an actual trial, the shit they would find out in the process about him, I guarantee he's done worse shit than we've fucking acknowledged. Oh, yeah. Oh, to. yeah. No, he, set, he took a settlement of like 12 years. I want my kids to know he was also into the, the under the two-year-old porn as yes. well. Like, what the fuck? What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Just imagine when he gets out of jail, the, parent, the kids get to meet him. Hey, Dad, what you been up to? I was like, the fucking awkward, awkward reunions. Take that money and run. I would give her money just because somebody should pay everybody as much as humanly possible if they did know about this shit. Uh, including the ex-wife. I don't care even though she should have known in the first Wait, place. don't we have a... But move the fucking kids out of the can, country. Can we go on some activism stuff? Like, there's already a lot of reasons to boycott Subway just because the product is terrible, but... How come no one's They're the fastest a, growing uh, fast food chain in the, in the country. Boycott, boycott Subway because the, their corp, uh, the, the top of the company knowingly uh, ignored uh, their Joe Paterno, basically. Uh, because people love Subway. That's Who just, the fuck are these people? That's just love. It's the fastest growing food franchise chain in the country. It's been like, it's just top $9 billion in sales last year. Fucking so sick. It's enormous. Shit. So here's the thing. People are very practical. So that while they like to boycott child molesters, if that child molester makes a decent sandwich for three ninety nine, that's cheap. 
<laughs> it looks good in commercials. They're definitely not. Well, I'm on record as boycotting it for the rest of my life. Me too. I'm never eating Subway ever again. Take that. <laughs> You're about to lose no dollars from both of us. It wasn't going to go anyway. But. No. Like I said, the whole pr- the whole pricing scares me. I don't. I don't really like it. Also, I believe they have slave labor working there. All right, our last segment today: panties on a bunch, Matt. I know you always ask me what has my panties in a bunch, and I think it has your uh, panties in a bunch, mm. if you're wearing today, if you're not going commando. Uh, Hillary Clinton's about to be our next president of the United States. I think that's almost certain to happen. Last I saw, the Vegas odds were running about 85%. Uh, you might as well make that 100%. I think we're saying this about... just to lure fucking morons into betting on Trump. It's 100%. <laughs> yeah. All 10 the, to 10. All the money on Trump, by the way, is coming from Trump. <laughs> coming through Trump. Uh, but one of my opinions, which we talked about in, in the opening to, this, to the show, is the tribalism among women voting for Hillary Clinton, which is that nobody can actually name an accomplishment of Hillary Clinton. I don't care why they're voting for Hillary Clinton, but it becomes clear that they're only voting for her because she's a woman. And she could be a horrible person. They won't admit that. It doesn't really matter. How bad is it that they're only... Men cannot say, I'm voting for someone because he's a man. Now, a lot of guys are voting for Trump because he is a man, in contrast to the other woman running. Mm. But you can't openly say that shit. Women, all the bloggers on, on fucking Huffington Post and Yahoo and, and the Washington Post, everywhere else, all women, all talking about Hillary like she's a magical figure. As you said, no one really likes, there's no way anyone likes Hillary. It's just this whole... the last time you saw a Hillary bumper sticker? People almost don't want to advertise... No. That they... No, it's just not like, this is not, as the first woman, which would be groundbreaking historically speaking, she is not receiving the Obama attention that Obama got in 2008. No. It was very clear. If you were in L.A. in 2008, there was not a single, 90% of people, there was not a single Prius driving around without an Obama bumper sticker. There's it's just totally wasn't. feigned enthusiasm. It's like, even if it's who you want, it's like being excited about a teeth cleaning. Well, I something. think people were actually viscerally excited about Obama because it was just so, it was the first black president. Because he beat the establishment candidate who was fucking Hillary Clinton. Well, that's, that's a good point, too. I think there was a thing like he's the first black president. This is going to heal our nation. I want to get either way. I want to get behind it. Look like I'm behind it. Yeah, I, you're right. There was bumper stickers on every car, Obama bumper sticker on every car. In fact, I saw people put Obama. I saw people put Obama bumper stickers on their car after the election was over. <laughs> I literally did. It was like people just didn't want to have their car not have an Obama sticker on it. Uh, if he lost, they would have done that probably. There is no there is no real passion for Hillary. The whole thing about this campaign is, Evan mentions her slogan is "I'm with her." Which, by the way, was, it turned out to be very genius because the whole campaign is not I'm with Hillary Clinton. It's I'm with a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm with her. And not, it doesn't matter who the fuck the her is. You've got to vote for a woman. She's basically either saying that directly or indirectly in every campaign commercial, every stop, yeah. is that I'm a woman. Women who are writing praise about her are basically talking about how she's amazing because she's a woman. It's just not even hiding anymore. The whole fact is you should need to vote for her because she's a woman. Isn't that the most incredibly superficial, lame way to elect somebody? And does that really advance the cause of women at all? No, because the same people that would, would sort of post I'm with her on Facebook or hypothetically would have an I'm with her bumper sticker, which none of them have, uh, you know, that could also apply to any woman. So if you were to say I'm with her, but you were talking about, no, you're talking about Ann Coulter. That's, that's who I was talking about. It's, well, no, I'm not with her, right? Uh, this is like the ultimate in tribalism. This is like the biggest case of tribalism I've ever seen, which is like, we are for her because she's one of us, which is woman, which, by the way, we're not a minority, despite the fact we keep saying that. We're still 51% of the population. So we're not technically a minority. So there's really no reason other than you think a woman should be present because it's going to break the glass ceiling. 
Yeah, and women are very competitive. She's also like postmenopausal, and you know, I wonder if it was like a super hot woman who was like, uh, "Oh yeah, she looks like she'd fuck my husband." You know? Oh yeah, no one, no one. Uh, if I don't one know if they'd be with her <laughs> as much. I would, I would bet there aren't a lot of women worried that Hillary Clinton's going to fuck their husbands. Uh, probably none. <laughs> no. Although I know a few husbands that probably would, would, would get in there. Melania, yes, that's one of the reasons for visceral hate of Melania Trump, perhaps, mm. is that all their husbands would sleep with her. There, there is definitely that. There is definitely that going on, and the fact that Trump sleeps with so women. So would she for a hundred thousand dollars? Hillary Clinton or Melania? Oh my god! Uh... I just, I just, I, I hate among everything. I hate the only thing I hate more. Than, the one thing I hate more than anything is hypocrisy, and there's so much hypocrisy behind why people like Clinton, and they won't say it. Just fucking say it. Just yeah. if, if you tell me one more time she's trustworthy and hardworking, I'm gonna fucking punch you with a fucking what a some yeah. female, female part. I mean, you just say honestly, like honest responses could include Donald Trump is a fucking asshole, unqualified pig. I'm never voting for him. I'm voting Hillary. I, I got that. Yeah. You know, whatever. I want to vote for woman, or even saying I want to vote for a woman because I just think it would be really cool to have a woman. and I realize she's not a good person. Right. Honest response. Yep. Saying she's an amazing woman with an amazing record of accomplishment. There's just no evidence. There's just no objective evidence to prove any of this. No, there's evidence to the contrary. I mean, her her entire record. Uh, even I mean, about, first even, of all, the rampant. Okay, so I get what you're saying. To phrase it another way, do you want to look me in the eye and tell me that this is not one of the more corrupt politicians who, who has served in recent memory? Yeah, that's right. And nobody. And by the way, so if you love, if you say anything about Hillary Clinton, people just call you sexist. The response is call you sexist. You're now in a loop. Now in an endless loop, which is like. <laughs> If you say, if you question why Hillary is corrupt or why she's going to be fucking invading seven more countries in the Middle East, all they say is either, you're, oh, so you're for Trump or you're sexist or both, obviously. Right, because you've got to be for Trump if you don't like Hillary. We all yes. know that that's the Yeah, case, you got to be, right? a ra- if, you, if you don't like Hillary, you're a rapist now, essentially. So yeah. this is your odds. So, like, so why are you asking me about why she's dropping bombs and killing people? Why are you asking me about, like, speeches she gave to Goldman Sachs about fucking cor- corporate corruption she's going to continue? Why are you asking me about this? Because you're a rapist? Yeah, it's like how long you, it's the question how long you've been beating your wife for she's qualified so was fucking Dick Cheney did you yes. know that Dick Cheney was really fucking qualified yes. to be the president of the United States yeah qualified not, not to mention he's one of the more evil characters in fucking all of history but no he was qualified he's totally qualified qualified seems to mean you've reached the age of past 60 and you've been working in government I'm not sure what that means exactly but here's a big, here's a big question we're going to wind up on is there, are we at a state now? Because I know you love conspiracies. I love to talk about the, the, the state of this country and big business and, and corruption. Uh, are, we at a, are we at a position now in this country with the way the government and big business operates that essentially anyone who ran this cycle, anyone you can really think of in big name in politics, it really wouldn't matter who the next president is. The shit's going to be the same no matter what. Well, I don't know. I actually think, and I, I don't want Trump to be elected, but if, if Trump were elected, because, see, the president only wields so much power, if you know just a basic thing about the Congress and the House of Representatives. I think if Trump were elected, like, every fucking, you know, non-retard would just go out and vote the next time around. And, you know, then if you're controlling the Senate and the House with somewhat progressive people, then, you know, he would have zero power and, and become a lame... Well, you're just saying he'd have, he'd have influence by making people hate him more and then voting against his, him later on. Yeah. That's not a real answer. Oh, what was the question? But anything that you care about in terms, of fed, in terms of government policy, federal policy, either economic, military, all that stuff, would any of that really change, depending on, no matter who, who won this cycle of presidents? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's probably of... 
between, say, Mike Pence and Tim Kaine or Hillary Clinton and fucking ben or Ted Cruz or whatever else? It doesn't I mean no. All, no, no. But there were some outliers like Gary Johnson, maybe, or uh, Stein or, or Sanders or uh, maybe a guy on the right. Probably not. But even then, like you said, you're up against so much vested interest. To keep the status quo? You can push a few things through. I mean, look at Obama. He was not a, a progressive necessarily, but he passed uh, universal health care, and that became a disaster. So there's a few things. Look, <laughs> I mean, if, fucking, if some other guy got it, he probably would have started three more fucking wars, and then, you know, it'd be, we'd be more in debt. So Maybe. I think there are uh, some things. But in terms of Hillary versus an, a normal Republican, no, absolutely not. Here's what I predict on November 9th, the day after the election. All these women and some guys... The voted for Hillary or the guys who vote for Trump, if you're going to win, they're not going to win. I think it's Hillary. They're going to wake up with a massive case of depression because what happens after the election is over and after you've got your big victory or whatever you think is a victory is you wake up and realize all the shit that was wrong with you before is still wrong with you. And, and Hillary or whoever's president ain't going to fix shit for you. And she's probably not going to fix shit about even shit, stuff you care about. And you're going to go another four years or eight years and you're still going to be in the same position you were. That's yeah. the massive hangover I think comes on the well, that's why you and I don't get excited about this shit. But people, oh. get, people are like so excited about this. They're going to have such a victory celebration on the 8th. And you wake up. I, I, did this, I, I, said, I mentioned this akin to being Cleveland and winning a title in Cleveland. Is you win a title, you party, and next morning you wake up, you're still in Cleveland. <laughs> like, yeah. You're still living in Cleveland. Well, That's just the way it goes. I wrote a thing on, uh, on MattRalston.net, which I was kind of thinking about. If people really care about the election this much, if they're as passionate as they'd lead you to believe about policy and politics, how come there's never a fucking riot on election no. day? It happens no. once every four years. Every Super Bowl, if your city wins, you're burning cars. Uh, if, if people really care, how come there's no escalation in violence on election night? I think a lot of them are faking it. I think they're faking it. Plus, I think the people who really care the most aren't the kind of people who riot. Oh, yeah, that too. And I think the people who do... And have super low testosterone th- if their hobby is following I fucking think, Yeah, so I think the people who do are prone to riots, perhaps, don't give a shit. Because they see... <laughs> I've been, I, let me tell you, I've been in the... I've worked in the inner city before, Matt. And the one thing you hear over and over again from people that are of a certain age in the inner city, meaning they've lived there for long enough, is that none of this shit matters? It right. Well, doesn't the, the non-writing confirm that it, that it doesn't matter because the disenfranchised people are so disenfranchised it's not even worth it to riot? It's not worth it to riot. They don't care anymore. Yeah. They, but if, they, if the Lakers win, they're burning shit. They're burning shit. Yep. That's my pennies on the much. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, I'm on mattralston.net. Check that out. Uh, I can read about all your good stuff. Will you have uh, photos of your wrestling matches? <laughs> of your wrestling and matches Twitter and Facebook, there? Matthew Ralston. You can find it. The best of. Well, you wearing a unitard? That's all. I'm <laughs> you were wearing something, right? Brian, sound engineer of the stars, looking good. Getting the cast off next week. Are you going as guy with cast for Halloween? You work You're going to work that in your costume. Of course you are. Is Lex? Be sure to check out Man Rules on Amazon.com. Talk to you next week. Last Man Earth. <laughs> <laughs>